You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome once again to the Oz Network. Another television episode coming your way, and our very first episode today on the new show that we're about to see in just over a week's time. It's it's called Survivor. I don't know if you've heard of it. Uh, but apparently it's this big thing, and so big that New Zealand have produced their own version of it. We're, we're used to talking about the American version, we've talked a bit about the Australian version, and now we're talking about our friends across the Dutch, because it's exciting to be able to talk about Survivor wherever we are in the world. And we're going to be covering this from start to finish, and bringing you some fun things along the way. And we're doing a preview episode for you today, looking at the new cast members, taking a look at the season in general and also getting a bit of uh, inside goss from a launch party that happened in the last 24 hours. A bit of exclusive access was given to us last night and uh, we've got some uh, news from the ground of that. And speaking of the ground, I I kind of can't really make fun of New Zealand in this episode. Uh, Any long-term listener to Survivor Oz or just anything that I've done usually knows that I don't often have kind things to say about our neighbours to the right, but I'm outnumbered by New Zealanders right now and if I know anything about groups of New Zealanders they generally do quite well together particularly when it involves balls and sort of dances that make things scary so I'm just going to be on my best behaviour this episode because joining us first of all you know his voice he's part of the Oz Network he's part of Survivor Oz he's New Zealand's favourite person when it comes to Survivor well at least for this introduction we might soon find out he's not very soon by the end of this episode it's Nick Chester Nick welcome back yeah, thanks. I'm um, going to have a jelly tip and open a packet of pineapple lumps and celebrate all things Kiwi as we get into uh, New Zealand Survivor. Yes, yes, you are. There are, again, two things I think Australia has never claimed to be our own. So um, that's uh, that's uniquely New Zealand. But uh, look, you you are obviously thrilled to bots. Oh, here we go. I can't even help myself. Uh, that This is a thing. So... Um, <laughs> Before I introduce our, our next guest, I just want to quickly say, uh, as the original New Zealand uh, Survivor fan in terms of our podcast, this must be one of the most exciting episodes you're about to ever do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting. I think we uh, we might have to change it from the Oz Network to the NZ Network, because um, <laughs> yeah, we're not talking a lot about Oz here. You're outnumbered, um, so you're just going to have to be in your best behaviour for a change, Ben, and, and um, just embrace all things Kiwi for the next little bit. Oh, I'm feeling like a bit of Dave Dobbins. Uh, we can start talking some outrageous fortune soon, perhaps. Um, Shortland Street, you sort of got me into that a little bit, so why not, Nick? Why not? Uh, speaking of all things New Zealand, we've got a, we've got a brand new person to introduce you here to the Oz Network. Uh, very excited that I've not only found another New Zealander who knows how to use Skype, but also is a Survivor fan and actually is is basically claiming that he could be New Zealand's number one Survivor fan in terms of knowledge and everything else. So this is like a challenge. This is going to be like a Survivor off across this season. I feel like I need to bring in some trivia to, to really test these two out. But uh, welcome to the Oz Network, Mr. Perez McKay. Perez, welcome to the show. Oh, g'day, mate. G'day. I can do an Australian accent too if you want me to. <laughs> well, I would like you to sound normal throughout this episode, so please do. That would be nice. Oh, normal. I'll, I'll just stick to New Zealand. Then. Okay. <laughs> good, good. good. <laughs> uh, look, you speak. You speak how you do. And again, as I said, I'm outnumbered, so I've got to be careful. But it's, it's a pleasure to have you here because, uh, look, sort of just a brief little background how this kind of came about. You you actually applied to be an Auslet a couple of years ago when we had those going around on Survivor Oz, and uh, for some reason you were rejected. Um, <laughs> look, I don't... I was the... overlooked. You were overlooked. Maybe we could... Yep. I, think the, I think the quota was really, we can only have one New Zealander on the show, because then it just 
you know, it just doesn't work. Uh, but here you are. We've, we've got you. We've got you back. There you go. Here I am. Hello. You could have, you could have just fired me. I mean, that would have been fine. Well, we could have. Actually, why didn't we do that, you know? Uh, that probably <laughs> Exactly. Would have. That, it would have worked out much better for me with that. Unfair dismissal. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, uh, start a war between New Zealand and Australia. Um that would be a fun war, wouldn't it? I know we would win in a day, but I mean, it still would be fun. <laughs> we'd send oh, over like our, our we'd send over <laughs> our two rowboats, or as we call it, the New Zealand Navy, and uh, we'd, we'd see what happens. Do you have a, Do you have an air force in New Zealand? Oh, of course we yes. do. Yeah, we got we got those little you know those little planes that you wind up with a rubber band. We kind <laughs> yeah. of just have like a whole like fleet of them, and we just like send them off. Uh, you, of course you have an Air Force. You, fl- you flew in the, the contestants on Heroes vs. Villains. What am I asking that question for? I knew that. We did. We did. <laughs> not, it wasn't like the massive Hercules we did on the Australian Outback, but hey, look, we're not here and for a pulsing contest. Uh, look, before we get into this car zone, before we talk about this season, I mentioned about how we got a bit of an exclusive look sort of uh, on the ground there in New Zealand. Nick, uh, you, were, you were very lucky last night. At the time of recording this, you attended the, I guess, the official launch of Survivor New Zealand. You uh, got to be there. You got to meet Matt, the host. You got to chill. You got to kind of really get a vibe of everything. And uh, also, I will say, you got to see the first episode. Now, we are not going to be spoiling anything. So before anybody's listening to this going, oh, no, they're going to spoil it. Nick is a very good boy. He is not going to spoil things. But uh, give us a bit of a vibe. How, how was the launch and kind of how was everything uh, in that room in terms of just getting excited for Survivor New Zealand? Yeah, I guess I should preface this by um, if, if I'm a little bit slower in responding, it's um, it's not because I've uh, been smoking anything or, or anything like that. I just I want to be before I open my mouth is very very careful that I don't say anything that I shouldn't because I even if I even if I could I wouldn't want to spoil any anything from the first episode. Um, other than that, it's awesome and I think people are really really going to enjoy it. Um, you know, the night was was really cool and you know, getting to meet Matt, who's the host, that was that was a real highlight and uh, he's a really nice guy. Um, you know, there, there were a lot of production people in the room who were getting to see the, the final result of what they'd been working on for, for quite a long time, and um, they were really pumped up, you know, every kind of moment of action in the, in the show, they were getting really excited, and, you know, there was lots of cheering, and it was actually my first time watching Survivor with a group of people, which makes me sound like a completely sad little, you know... <laughs> you watched it with um, me loose. when I was with you, come on! <laughs> did we? I don't we did. remember that. It's a memorable experience, clearly, in your life, Nick, anyway... <laughs> yeah. but you know i've never watched in a big room and watching people react quite you know like cheering and stuff like that so that was really cool um so the episode itself i guess there was probably a lot of people when this was first announced were like pretty skeptical about what the quality would be like and and i can assure you that the quality of the show is phenomenal like it's it's as good as anything you've seen on american survivor and that's not me just you know being hyperbolic it really is good um it just looks the part they've got a fantastic cast i think we're going to have a lot of fun dissecting these guys over the next you know several weeks because they're just an, an awesome cast um and yeah there's some there's some definite surprises in there which i think um survivor fans around the world are going to be interested to see how that plays out so you know i'm really looking forward to seeing how this is received um both by the new zealand public and by the wider kind of you know survivor 
community that's out there as well. So it was an absolute buzz to be there. Um, I've got so many thoughts rattling around in my head, and um, uh, yeah, I just I, I'm really really looking forward to seeing how this is all kind of received by everybody. Now, again, I just kind of want to at least quickly touch on this because I think this was one of the big things that we went into uh, our Australian version last year and thinking about how it would be put together, the editing and everything along those lines. The one thing which I guess it's not really a spoiler. It's just kind of, I guess, the production value of it. You mentioned it's kind of up there with anything we see in American Survivor. So, I mean, you watch this, do you feel like it's Survivor? I mean, does it have that vibe? Like, is the music, is it, are we getting Survivor music here, Nick? Is it kind of edited like an American version or is it different? No, I mean, it did feel like an American version. Like, I, I couldn't say for sure that all the music used was stuff that I was familiar with off the American version, but it definitely felt very much in line. Um, you know, everything kind of felt exactly what you'd expect on an american version it's got the you know the ancient voices theme music at the start um you know it really feels like the real deal there's a couple of little funny things about the show that um which i won't spoil which are just the tiny tiny little details that made me laugh because they're just slightly different from how the american does it and um they they did make me laugh and um they kind of annoyed me at the same time but i'll talk about them when i actually can because even though it's not a big deal i kind of want to see if anyone else picks up on it really um one of the things that i that I've kind of forgotten to say is that the the first episode is really funny. Like there were heaps of moments where I was just cracking up laughing um, just at people's reactions and some of the things they were saying. And, you know, it's a really good time as well. They've injected a lot of that comedy into it, which I think is like a really important part of Survivor that people don't always think about when they're thinking about what do they like about the show. They forget that, you know, one of the big things that's really cool about the show is it is funny. And, you know, there's a lot of that humor in this first episode and that's coming from the cast. It's actually coming from Matt, the host as well. I think he does a good job like, really you know um reacting well to what these guys are doing um he's not just doing a probed impression he is doing some of his own things and um yeah i I think he's going to be fun to watch him kind of react to these guys as well as they kind of play it out and one thing that i'm glad to hear that because as i'm learning i feel kind of in the last i don't know since i was in new zealand but New Zealand is actually a funny place in terms of... You guys are funny, and I think this is something maybe I just overlooked. I mean, Hunt for the Wilder People in the last year or so, that is definitely a movie we're going to be covering here on the Neck at one point, but, you know, people don't fly to the Concords. Um, that's really all the comedy I can think of about New Zealand right now, but it's still funny, and um, I, I'm glad to confuse that. The first season of New Zealand's Next Top Model was literally comedy gold. It was <laughs> hilarious. It was so brilliant. I, I can honestly I say I've never seen it. Out loud. Well, it's, it's, it's a good <laughs> thing to admit there, Perez, straight away, but I, I, I don't think I've ever watched any of the next Top Model franchise, but I'll, I'll make sure I put New Zealand at the top of my list if I ever decide to do that. Uh, I mean, Perez, one thing I should really quick, quickly touch with you, uh, because, you know, given this is your first time on the show, as a Survivor fan, look, we know Nick's love of the show. He was on Survivor Oz for many years and talked about it, but, uh, you know, where did, just really quickly, where did your love of Survivor come from, and, and did you ever think you'd live to the day where you would see a New Zealand version of this show? Well, I never thought we would have a New Zealand version of the show, first of all. But then I remember on Survivor Oz, you posted for uh, April Fool's that they were doing an international version. Mm-hmm. And my like stomach dropped. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, I'm on this. But no, yeah, I've been a fan of Survivor since episode two of season one because I missed the first episode and... I don't know. I just really liked it just straight right away. There. And I've watched it ever since. 
Okay, there we go. I'm sure we're going to find about all this love across it. Nick, I mean, I know this is something you and I have talked about and everything too, but are you kind of on that similar page? Like, you never really felt that this would be a thing, a New Zealand version of Survivor? Well, it doesn't help with any of the stereotypes that we're a bit slow here when, you know, we're 17 years behind the rest of the world in terms of catching up with, with having our own version of Survivor. Um, I still I still have no idea what actually prompted these guys to decide this was a good idea now. Like, I'm totally stoked that they did, but it's not something I ever, ever expected. You know, I thought if it wasn't in the first few years after the show, then we'd never see it. And so the timing is really, really bizarre. And... Yeah, I just can't, I really can't wrap my head around it. One of the things sitting there last night that I actually thought about was, um, I just feel so stupid I didn't apply. Like, I, there were, there were reasons why I didn't at the time. And, you know, when I was sitting there, I was getting a bit of a case of FOMO and wishing I was part of, you know, that cast that's out there doing that. You know, it would have been so cool. And I didn't even apply. So I didn't even give myself a chance. Um, and, you know, it's, it's just, uh, yeah, I just really don't know what the public's going to make of the show. But I think in terms of the cast they've got, they feel like a real Survivor cast. You know, they don't feel like a cast of, of um, well, um, um, you know, I don't know if Perez will get the reference around Treasure Island, the the, um, the, the kind of Survivor-ish type show we had, which was just an absolute train wreck. Um, oh, and- did you not like it? I love Treasure Island, the original <laughs> series, the original two series. I loved it. That's why I was oh. apprehensive to watch Survivor initially. But Celebrity Treasure Island was terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the problem. It just it just got worse and worse. But they, they cast very what you would call really typical. kind. Like there's, a, there's a typical kind of casting mould for New Zealand reality shows. And, you know, it's the farmer guy. It's the, you know, yeah. it, that same thing all the time. And this cast just doesn't fit that mould at all. Like they just, they are a real Survivor cast. They feel like they belong on Survivor and not on some other stupid New Zealand reality show. So I'm really stoked with what we've got here. And Perez, you applied, I believe you applied to be on the show? I did apply, but I didn't expect there to be more than a thousand applicants. So I didn't really put that much effort into the online application or my video. So I got left out again. Well, look, again, future it is always a, a possibility. Should this be a success? Uh, we shouldn't say should. It will be a success. Uh, and, I mean, you know, I guess we, we had similar vibes, I guess, in Australia when they brought our version back. But, I, you know, we'd obviously already previously done it. But I'm just putting this out there now. I really am because I feel that, you know, Australia, it got brought back. New Zealand, this is a great thing now. I really feel like out of all the international versions that have kind of had and come and gone without it, there is one place in the world that has never done a local version of it. And I I know that if they did it, it would be the biggest thing in that country in a long time because they have got a mad fan base. You know where I'm going with this. Canada, why haven't you produced your own version of Survivor yet? And this is this has got to be a thing. This has definitely got to be a thing. Uh, I, I'm putting it out there right now. Castaway Productions, everyone out there, just make this a thing. Uh, we're just getting way ahead of ourselves, but Survivor Canada has to be next. This is Survivor New Zealand, though. And just before we get into the cast, just a kind of a quick overview for those who are kind of new to the new to the product. They don't really know a whole lot about, you know, what this version is bringing to the table. It's very, I guess you would say, similar to, you know, your sort of old school in terms of Survivor. It's sort of your Borneo days. You've got 16 castaways. There's 40 days as opposed to 39, but it's, it's around about there. It's not like Australia where we had 1,700 days. Um, and <laughs> it's, been, it's filmed in Nicaragua. So similar, uh, not similar, the same location where they filmed all the American versions and uh, it is hosted by Mr. Matt Chisholm. Is it Chisholm or Chisholm? Uh, am I saying that correctly? Uh, 
please, New Zealand? Chisholm. 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 All right, thank yeah. you. Okay, good. Just wanted to make sure. Uh, now, I just want you both to give me a bit of a, a vibe in terms of who this guy is. Where does he come from? You know, what what's his status in New Zealand? I'll start with Nick just because you met the guy last night. You've got to have a bit of a chat with him. you got your selfie with him. So, uh, I mean, where, where does Matt come from? Who is Matt Chisholm? So he's been a bit of a news reporter, I guess, for a little while. But he um, he currently kind of, apart from Survivor, his kind of big gig here is um, like a consumer show called Fair Go, which is you know one of our oldest shows. Um, it's been on forever, and he's he's quite a big part of that show. And um, he's probably not when if you were to ask me, you know, pick ten people that you think will be the host of Survivor, he's not somebody that would have jumped to mind. But um, I guess I've got the advantage of having actually seen him do it now, and he t- he feels a completely natural fit. I think he, you know, he just seems to work really, really well. And I think that they've done a good job of not casting somebody like a um, like a Simon Barnett, which will mean something to Kiwis, but you know, like somebody like that. <laughs> They, they could have got somebody like that who is kind of like a known entity who's been around for a while, um, but they've kind of gone with a bit of a fresh face, somebody you haven't seen before, and um, I think he's going to be um, a really big reason why this show works. And what what did you chat to him about? When you when you go up to him and be like, how you doing, Matt? I'm Nick. You know, the Oz Network, listen to us. And a shout-out. We actually will give a shout-out to Matt too because he has uh, started following us on Twitter and, uh, you know, very uh, thankfully he's been retweeting and favouriting a lot of our things we've been posting out there. But, I mean, what did you have a chat with him about? Oh, I mean, straight straight off the bat, he kind of asked me what I thought, which was really cool. You know, he was interested in my opinion about uh, what I thought of that first episode, and um, you know, so we just talked a little bit about that. And uh, you know, to be fair, the guy's he's really busy. You know, um, as you've probably seen in a lot of the promo stuff, he actually um, his his child was born while he was out filming. So you know, he's got a young family and all that kind of thing. So I didn't want to use up too much of his time, but just said you know I was you know thought it was really really good. Um, looking forward to seeing what's coming, and um, just hope we get a chance to talk to him at some point. And yeah, I mean, he was really accommodating. Um, you know, really, really friendly guy, and um, you can see he's absolutely jumping out of his skin to see the show. You know, I was actually sitting two or three rows behind him while the show was going on, and I spent a lot of time watching his reactions to what was happening. And you know, he was really laughing at a lot of the moments, and you know, really enjoying what he was seeing as well. So, you know, I, he's obviously just totally stoked and 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 pumped up for for this show, which is awesome. That's what you want. You want your host to be excited. If they weren't, you would be pretty worried. I recognised him from, he was on a 2020 episode probably about five or six years ago with his brother who has locked-in syndrome, and I recognised him when I saw him on Fair Go. I was like, oh, that's the guy with the brother with the syndrome that he sort of like was holding up like a clear cutting board with letters all on it and was holding it up in front of his brother, and that was the way they would communicate with his brother. So that is where I initially saw him. But other than that, I've only seen like little glimpses of him on TV. So I, I think he would be a good choice. He seems like a nice guy. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm on the same page. I'm glad they didn't pick like an established New Zealand presentery type because I think it would have been a bit distracting if they did. Who Who is the number one New Zealand presenter? Like who is the... Uh, I don't know, the Jimmy Kimmel of New Zealand, I guess you would say. <laughs> That's a really bad reference. Probably Dominic Bowden or Jason Gunn or Simon Barnett. Good guys. Any of those three, no, no thank you. None of them, but uh, I'm sure they're good blokes. Uh, <laughs> who's the... Who's the um, is it Paul Henry, the breakfast dude? He came over to Australia for about a year to have his hand at our TV and no one liked him. 
Um, he yeah. would be he would be hilarious. Like he would be. He so would be fun. brilliant. <laughs> Except it would be all about him. The problem would be it would be all about him, and you know you really need the host to kind of sit back and let the the stars be the stars. And there's no way Paul Henry would let that let that happen. But um, yeah, I mean Paul Paul Henry. To be honest, like his and I, our our um our politics are very different. But he is a crack up guy. Like he does make me laugh, and he's pretty self deprecating, which I really like. So it probably would have been a bit too much for a show like this. Um, I I think they've actually nailed it really in terms of of who they've got well i'm looking yeah. looking forward to learning more and, and getting to meet matt as we go along and actually just one thing i actually really should touch on quickly as well you're both on the ground in new zealand you, you both live there you're both new zealanders you love your country uh and i'll start with you prez maybe with this question but i mean how how do you think this has been received in terms of um just the general public i mean is it something that's been promoted heavily is it lots of ads is there sort of like newspaper commercials billboards things like this or is it kind of just floating under the radar and people are just waiting to i haven't i haven't actually seen very much i don't actually watch television really other than survivor but i download it so i haven't seen what's been happening on tv i've seen no ads around town i haven't seen anything in like a newspaper or anything but I've seen a lot online, and it all seems quite the same sort of reaction. It's either, wow, cool, excited, can't wait, and, oh, God, this is going to be terrible. So <laughs> it's quite 50-50, I'd say, from what I've seen. And, Nick, I mean, you obviously got that sort of more of a reaction last night in terms of just the media who were there, I guess, sort of covering that opening. But, I mean, is it kind of gotten that vibe through you as well or was there a bit more sort of uh different vibe when you were there last night when that kind of thing well yeah i guess um one of the things i noticed today i was driving through through town in hamilton and i uh, noticed a big massive billboard for survivor which i thought was really interesting i've seen heaps of billboards and um kind of bus shelters i've seen the ads everywhere in the bus shelters um i actually took a really a photo of one of my favorite billboards which was basically like survivor is and it's like this this kind of you know thirty word description of what Survivor is because I think there's going to be lots of Kiwis who actually don't even know what the show is about and it's quite funny. Um, so I you know I think that I, I'm pretty sure that TVNZ are aware that there's going to be a bit of a perception that this is just another trashy reality show because quite frankly New Zealand does trashy reality shows really really well and I think they really want this, they want this to be taken a little bit more seriously like this is the real deal you want to watch this because it, the, the production value itself is really good um, and so I think that that's the angle they're trying to go for is you know this is really re- worth seeing because it just looks really good it's produced really well and it's not just the bachelor you know this is actually something that is that is worth seeing and um, it's really interesting because you know I'm talking to people who who I know who ha- haven't seen anything for it, so I guess it just depends on where you're looking. Really, um, I'm I'm a bit like Prez. I don't really watch much TV on a day to day basis, so I don't know how many TV ads they're watching, uh, they're running. But obviously, I'm a little bit more aware of it, so I'm seeing it all over social media. Um, I'm seeing people's reactions to it. It's interesting to like read the comments on some of the articles on our our two major kind of news sites, and um, yeah, it does kind of fall into one or two categories of people that are really stoked and excited about it. And um, people that are just like, oh, here's another reality TV show. This is just shit. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> probably people that yeah. probably people are watching Shortland Street on a daily basis. So if you <laughs> are, definitely, <laughs> if you're, and, and you know, to be honest, if you're one of those people that watches Shortland Street every night and is complaining that Survivor is crap TV, you can go fuck yourself because this is um, <laughs> you know, like. 
you know, su- Survivor's got it all over Shortland Street. You know, you don't have to you don't have to like reality TV, but it's it's a well produced show. Um, Shortland Street is not a well produced show. It's, it's complete garbage. So if that's your opinion, I don't want to know you. I was not yeah, expecting and, that and... to happen just then. I was not expecting you to just go on. Sorry, Perez. I just I have to contain myself right now. I think the way that Survivor would work though is I don't why I think it would work in New Zealand is I don't actually think it's like a reality show. I think it's more of like a dramatic game show which i think would be the selling point with a new zealand audience as opposed to a reality show which i think some new zealand people would think the bachelor or the kardashians when they hear the term reality show yeah mm. yeah and yeah. i think i think i think what's really going to sell it to people is whether or not they connect with this cast and if they watch an episode and they connect and they're like oh i really want to see if that guy does well or you know i hate that girl and you know i want to see who get voted out then they're going to turn in for another week so i think it's all about have yeah. they got a cast? and i guess we're going to, we're about to talk about that but you know for my two cents straight off the bat i think we've got a really interesting and dynamic cast so i think that they've they've nailed the absolute most important detail which is get a cast that people are going to want to watch what what network is shortland street on it's not the same network right we're not um cool um but look i'll, I'll be co- totally excited if an episode of survivor ends with a guy going tell me this isn't your penis um and i will <laughs> i will be sold i should also mention uh one key aspect that i didn't say a minute ago was the fact that it's a hundred thousand dollar prize now a lot of people kind of go hundred thousand dollars that's pretty pathetic uh first of all i would say i would gladly win a hundred thousand dollars okay i i would love a hundred thousand dollars if somebody's got it send it in i'll gladly take it but i think it's an interesting point that some people make about you know you're living out there for 40 days for a hundred grand is this a common thing for New Zealand? Like, are your TV prizes? I know I've talked to you both of this off air, but I guess for our listeners, is this a common thing? Is this a high amount of money for a New Zealand game show slash reality show? Is it a low amount? I mean, Nick, kind of based on your experience with New Zealand TV, what what do you think about $100,000 being the prize? I mean, if I go back to that Treasure Island show I was talking about before, if memory serves me right, the prize for that was 25000 So, um, you know, I think that this is actually a decent prize. I mean, you've got you've actually got to think about at the end of the day, it's all about, you know, economies of scale. And, you know, we, we don't have the, the kind of the budgets on our local TV shows to be offering million-dollar prizes. It's just not going to happen. So, you know, I think 100000 is a, a really good prize amount. And what I'm interested to know is whether or not it's taxed because that makes a big difference. I mean, you talk about a million dollars in the States, but once it's taxed, it's almost half that. Is that a New Zealand and, thing, though? Yeah. Like, Sorry to interrupt, but like, do, do New Zealanders generally get taxed on their winnings like they do in America? Well, I'm not. I'm I'm not sure, and uh, something tells me they're not, and I'm not entirely sure. But if that's the case, then you know, like a hundred thousand, you know, and if you're not paying any tax on that, that's actually pretty decent chunk of change, you know. So I think it, I think it just depends. I mean, like you say, if somebody's going to give me a hundred thousand for forty days worth of work, then uh, shit, I'm not going to say no. It's kind of it's yeah. It's interesting to think like as you the point you made. I think there was good in terms of like production value and kind of. I'm not saying the production value is going to be down, but, I mean, obviously the money, I guess, that would be involved in New Zealand television compared to Australian television, let alone American television, um, you know, it, it's it's. I find it's almost incomparable because, I mean, you got to just look at the country, like your population. I mean, what, you're a country of four or five million people. I mean, we generally have that amount of people in Australia in, in Sydney, um, you know, so it's kind of, it's, it's apples and oranges in a way. Like, you can't really compare it i think too much and it's it's you know if they were competing for twenty thousand, yeah maybe you'd be like well okay that's really pathetic but 
you know, a hundred grand. It's it's kind of like when the five hundred thousand dollars was announced on Australian Survivor. People are like, well, why isn't it a million dollars? And in Australia, it's it's a rare thing for there to be in a million dollar prize. It's happened, but it's sort of, you know, it's more common for there to be around the two hundred to the five hundred thousand. So I think kind of working down on that scale, looking at New Zealand on sort of you know the smaller scheme of things. I mean, I think a hundred grand is pretty darn decent, particularly for a first time show, really as well. So. Uh, Perhaps I don't know if you really had anything to add on that as well. Oh, no, I agree pretty much, yeah. I, th- I think that, for me, I think that prize money, though, I, I don't think it would bring out the ruthless cunningness that goes with Survivor that I really enjoy. Yeah, yeah well, I'll just, I'll, I'll just answer that question that, that Perez just said. I think the, the, the vibe I'm getting is that once these guys hit the beach, you know, things the game plays out as you would expect. And I think, and I actually think that that's true anyway. Like I think, you know, I think there's a lot made on the American version about people don't want to, you know, like they're playing for third place or whatever, you know, and they're happy to take this next step up in terms of money. And I actually think that on the beach, people aren't actually really thinking about that. They're just playing to try and stay in the game as long as possible. And I don't actually think it's associating it with the money. So, you know, to my to my way of thinking, I don't think that's going to be a massive... I don't think you're going to go see people go, well, I'm not going to backstab that person because it's only $100,000. Like, I think they're going to do it anyway, you know? So that doesn't seem to be a problem for me. Um, whatever my other point was I was about to make, I've forgotten, so don't worry about it. The thing that I find interesting, too, <laughs> is I, I think that's kind of a thing with uh, US Survivor now, isn't it? Like, it's, it's almost forgotten that you win a million dollars. It's almost more about the title now, isn't it, of Sole Survivor. It's... Um, I think that million dollar sort of, I mean, it's a its a brilliant little thing you get at the end of the day, but I mean, you know, we know America, they're only walking away with 640 grand as opposed to a million. Um, and, you know, in Australia, you get your 500,000, that's what you get. You don't get taxed on that. So um, it's its kind of interesting sort of looking at that. And let's be honest, uh, you know, season two or season four, technically, of Australian Survival, when that happens later this year, I think the prize money might actually end up being $100,000 considering how bankrupt Channel 10 are at the moment based on those figures released <laughs> during the week. I think they lost about $230 million in the last six months, Channel 10. So uh, I, I wouldn't surprise me if uh, the winner of Australian Survivor Season 4 ends up paying Channel 10 money for, for winning the show. So <laughs> Anyway, uh, let's talk about the cast. It's what you want to hear us chat about. And uh, it's... I just want to say from the outset, I, I love the look of this cast. It just, I think Nick, you said it before. It looks like a real survivor cast. I get a real kind of Borneo vibe. It's, it's diverse. It's eclectic. There's so many people on this cast that you just wouldn't see, I feel, on an American version of the show. It just, it's so great to see these, some of these people on the show. And I just want to also put a side note. I haven't seen any of the videos. Uh, sadly, in Australia, they're region blocked for me. New Zealand really don't like Australia, apparently. Uh, but <laughs> both both you two have seen it, so you can probably give us a bit more of an insight. And again, Nick has seen the first episode, but Nick, you're going to be a good boy and not give us spoilers because <laughs> you clearly know which one of these people goes home first uh but you will not tell us so <laughs> just if people can I, are scared if i just make one side note as well as if people are looking at you know the cast images and stuff on um online i think if you haven't seen the ones where they're kind of like 
they've dirtied them all up and put buffs on them and taken these promo shots of them. Um, you should go and check them out because they're actually really cool. Um, and, and that's not something you see on an American one either is, you know, it's always the nice clean, you know, photo on the beach, which these ones have got as well, but they've also done these secondary shots of them, you know, like with dirt on their face and, you know, looking all messed up. And I actually just think it, it looks really cool. Um, so that's just something that you wouldn't see on an American one either. And it's funny, actually, that's the only ones I've seen. I haven't even seen the nice clean ones. So a lot of my opinions are kind of only going on the the dirtied up angry faces so um, yeah yeah that's their reaction once they were told it was only a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> yeah <laughs> not fair Ben. not fair all right let's start and uh i also i'm glad that i've got both got nick and perez here on the line because not only will they help me in my pronunciations of where they're actually from in new zealand but also probably their names as well uh you i mean both of you guys you're on the north island you're only a couple of hours away from each other aren't you perez you're in is it napier you're in am i am i Remember yeah. that correctly? Yep. Yeah. And of course, Nick, you're in Hamilton, so that's what, four hours you can be at each other's homes right now? There you yeah, go. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that works. All right, let's start off uh, with, uh, we're going to start off with Salah. Is it Salah? Or am I saying that correctly? I'm already going to ask you that straight away. Um, if, I, if I'm if i not saying it correctly, then I apologize. But uh, he is a 40-year-old youth worker from Christchurch, uh, and uh, just reading through his bio, his key attributes, he's strong, he's a big encourager and motivator, and he also listens to people's ideas and will bring people together and get stuff done. Says he's a threat because he works hard, takes initiative, but can follow instructions well and am teachable, he says. And what makes him mad? Betrayal and lies. He's definitely chosen the right show to come on then. I'm going to start off with Perez for, for Sala here. I should also say uh, that is a nickname because his full name is, I'm going to butcher this, Mataya Salatelu Tiatia. There we go. How does that for my New Zealand pronunciation, Perez? Ten points. Yes. Good on you. Good on you. <laughs> I, I actually don't buy that from him. He seems... Every bit as bitchy as Malcolm Freeburg to me. <laughs> I like the look of this guy. I think socially he'll be good. I think he'll probably do well physically. He's, in his like videos, he says he wants to play an honest game. But he said it. I, 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 it was so obvious he was lying and was aware that nobody would buy that from him. He sort of, yeah, he reminds me of Malcolm crossed with the good qualities that we hear about Brad Culpepper but don't really see. So he actually is my pick. He's my runner-up pick. I think he'll come second if he lasts. Wow. Straight away. Okay, then. Yeah. I I like that. Um, I will just quickly add, Nick, before we get your thoughts, um, just going through more of his bio here, he's a New Zealand-born Samoan. Uh, this is a nice little line. Who loves his stunning Maori queen and six children. That's nice. Um, he's an undercover artist who loves to paint, sing and act. Loves contact sport and he's always keen to smash and crash into people, whether it be legal or not. Um, <laughs> why not? An undercover artist. What is this? Like, a, you know, like, a, hey, hey, don't tell anyone, but I'm here painting something. You know, shh, keep it secret. Um, Nick, is this a thing? Am I missing this a New Zealand thing that you guys just like to be hidden artists there in, in your country? Yeah, I think that's what you call a tagger, isn't it? Another cover artist. <laughs> <So he's> gra- <laughs> 
Yeah, no, I, I actually really like this guy. Um, I think he's um, his biggest problem. I think is going to be that he'll get to the point where people see him as being too nice, and and then he's going to have to find some cover. You know, he's. Um, I I think he's probably going to be pretty straight up. You know, people are going to are going to um, gravitate towards him quite quickly. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think he's somebody that people are going to like, which is you know always the big challenge in the early days of the show is make sure that people do like you and they don't want you to go anywhere. Um, you know, and I think I, I really like, and you know, they asked him in, the, in this bio, you know, what's a strategy? And he's kind of saying, I don't really have a strategy. I'm just going to be who I am, which I think is actually, you know, I think that's sensible. I like that when people say that, the people that have got these really intricate, you know, strategies are often the ones that end up going first. The ones that are kind of just like, well, I'm just going to be me and see what happens. And, you know, hopefully people gravitate towards me. They tend to do pretty well. So I think he's definitely somebody that I would I'd kind of see making the merge, I think. Um, but I think he's, that's where he might start to have some problems as you know, people will see him as too big of a threat. He's, I think he's going to be one of your big characters on this show. I think he's, you know, he's just like a really, you know, like a lovable kind of a guy and, and people are going to definitely like him. And it's got here, um, he's a fan of the show. Uh, good to see. Um, and he's, he's thrilled for the money. Uh, he said that would be great for his family. And in order to prepare, he started training with his dear friend Vicky, not just friend Vicky, dear friend Vicky, uh, who helped him prepare. Uh, and he said here that he loaded up on junk food, watched YouTube clips on how to open coconuts, how to start fire, and how to build a shelter. Uh, so <laughs> YouTube has everything these days. Um, I like him too. I think he, he seems like a, a an interesting character. And I, I think we've kind of all sort of come here and we've said, like, let's make some comparisons maybe to a to a US contestant. Perez, you obviously gave yours. I, I, I might be stealing your thunder here, Nick, but um, he's a bit of a Rupert. I mean, he's, you know, get a bit of a Rupert vibe there from a sort of a lovable dad kind of character. Um, I don't know if you've got anyone different, Nick. Yeah, no, I just immediately when I saw his bio and I saw the picture, I'm like, this is Marty Rupert. You know, he just looks just like him, really. You know, just got that same, you know, he's a youth mentor. You know, the whole thing, it just kind of came across to me as a really Rupert-type character. And, um, you know, I think he's going to try and be pretty straight up. And that was kind of Rupert's game as well. So, yeah, kind of kind of strikes me as that's probably where we're looking in terms of a character for him. All right. So, uh, Perez, you've said runner-up. Uh, very specific. I like that. Nick, uh, we're, we're sort of, we're going to basically say, pre-merge jury or i guess final three are our sort of categories there so uh what what, what are you thinking for uh for maori rupert sala yeah i'm i'm, I'm probably gonna say um i think he's jury if i was gonna take a pick okay yeah i agree with you i was gonna say jury too so um i would like a lot of these times i will say i hope i'm wrong and again i'm basing this purely on a photo and written words i've never heard the guy speak i've never seen a video of him um so uh that's kind of where i'm going with him so uh that's salah keep an eye out for him clearly because you'll be watching survivor and that's generally what you will do uh let's move on to mike hello mike he's 27 he's a business analysis analyst from tararanga there we go. Look at that. I think I nailed that one, didn't I? That was that was correct, right? Tararanga. Yeah. Well, whatever. Right? I was close. <laughs> I was. So, <laughs> I was so happy with myself there. Uh, his key attributes, he says, uh, he feels that he's got all the skills the winner of Survivor needs: physical, social, stamina, and mental strength. Says he's a threat because he's strategic, likes big challenges, likes being pushed to his limit. What makes him mad? Selfish people. Selfish people. Uh, and uh, Michael Sparrow. I like it. that's a that's a sounds like Jack Sparrow, but it's like Michael Sparrow. Uh, it's, 
cool name there, Mike. Uh, start with you, Nick. Give us give us your thoughts on on Mike. Michael Sparrow. He sounds like he's an Enid Blyton character or something, doesn't he? <laughs> like it's yeah. He just, um, yeah, I think I think he's somebody that um, it's going to go one or two ways with him. Is he's either going to be like a um, you know, like somebody's trusted lieutenant and he kind of goes all the way um, or he's going to come off as like really smarmy and people aren't going to warm to him. Um, so I think it's just all, all how he kind of manages that. I don't see him as kind of being that, that leader type. Um, you know, so I, I look at him and he kind of looks like a bit of a, like a Keith Famey. To, oh, not Keith Famey. Um, Keith um, from South Pacific. What was his surname? Oh, um, uh, yeah. Whitney. Thank, yeah, yeah, Whitney. No, well, with Whitney. Yeah, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> I see Keith what you did Keith there. And Whitney, Keith and Whitney. Yeah, we know who yeah, you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, We're I big fans of the but I think, <laughs> I, I, I think he's definitely got the, the skills, but whether or not he's going to stand out enough that people will kind of see him at the end as somebody that, you know, they want to give the money to or whatever, um, and whether he gets that opportunity, I think being, you know, when you look at this cast, he's probably one of the bigger physical threats, and that's got to be a, an issue for him is come the merge time, if he's still there, is he going to be able to kind of get through those first couple of votes with a strong alliance that kind of takes him to the end? Because that's going to be the real dangerous time for him, I think. Tolleson, so, Tolleson you know, if I'm gonna just pick, quickly, sorry, yeah. sorry there. Nick. Tolleson, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, it's all coming back to me now. So, yeah, if I'm going to pick, I think he's probably another, I think he's another, you know, in the merge slash jury kind of area. Um, yeah, I think he's, um, he's, he's definitely just kind of that middle ground for me and it could go either way. Like I could definitely see him being somebody that, you know, gets booted early, but I can also see him going all the way, but I'm going to hedge my bets and say he's going to end up in the middle somewhere. Physically, I think he'll do really well. He seems very focused on the survival and physical aspect of it. Um, socially, I think he'll be either either. I'm not sure I couldn't get a good read. Strategic? No way. No way. <laughs> I think he will be, at, if he's any good, I think he'll be a Sam Webb or a Grant from Redemption Island type. But I'm expecting more of a, oh, the guy from the Australian, Rowan from the Australian version. That's the vibe I get from him. I'd say he'd be like a pre-merge boot. All right. Interesting. Uh, just a few other things here on him. Uh, it's always been his dream to be on the show since the very first time he saw it. Um, he, in order to prepare, watched a few seasons with his uh, brother, a massive fan. Read a lot of survivor strategy websites and challenged friends to survivor challenges. It's kind of weird. Uh, <laughs> what does he do? I dare you to stand on that pole forever and see if you can beat me. Um, he also, he says here that he has never met anyone that can keep up with him outdoor adventure lifestyle that he leads. He's a dreamer and an optimist, and he wants to change the world for the better, treating everyone with the utmost respect and try to be nice to everyone. Uh, people say that somehow he never gets stressed out. There you go. Um, I, I'm liking him to a Ken McNichol character. Um, it's a little bit of a Ken vibe. Um, but yeah, I, I'm kind of, I'm, I, I just think he's going to be one of these ones who comes in and you expect him to kind of go far, but I don't know. I, I'm kind of not feeling a lot of vibes here that he might go as far as Ken. Um, and I, I'm going to, I'm going to give my first pre-merge person here. I think he's going to be quite early out. And if we particularly if we've got a lot of fans of the show out here are kind of always targeting the, the alpha male type of people, but, um, look, that's kind of 
where I'm going with that. And as everybody knows, listening to anything from Survivor Oz, you know my predictions are rubbish. So, um, yeah, <laughs> uh, he's probably going to win the damn thing. Uh, let's uh, move on now to D. Hello, D. Uh, and uh, she is somebody who I do not have any surnames for because she's the only one on this other list I've got where basically her name is simply D. So I'm just going to call her Madonna. She just needs one name. That's all she needs. She's a 29-year-old customer service rep from Auckland. I can definitely pronounce that one correctly. Um, she's a huge fan of Survivor. She has been watching since the very beginning. She says she's a threat because she knows Doritos work great as Firestarter and that it's possible to steal fish from a seagull. There you go. Um, and what makes her mad if someone attempted to vote me? <laughs> Perez, uh, where are we going with D? Okay, she says in her like videos that she's like the super fan knows everything, but I just found her really annoying. <laughs> she, she she seems to have like a good understanding of the game, and um, she seemed to have like a good idea of how she's going to play it. But I I don't think that she's got what it takes. She said that um, she was going to tell people that her idea of a great strategist was Boston Rob. <laughs> But I didn't think that was smart of her as a super fan to want to do. You'd want to go for somebody dumber than Rob. So, oh, I don't know. She she wants to be like a Christy or a Shirin, but she's like, she reminds me of Jatia. I think she'll be out <laughs> early. I can't see her getting, like, brought into a group to make it to the merge. She'll be like an early one out, I would say. Well, I think D brings in like a, a slightly bigger question, which is um, how do, how do big super fans do on a show where you know there's probably not a whole lot of other big super fans, and it can kind of go a couple of ways. It can kind of be like you know like a Colton where you know everybody is looking to him for what's the next challenge, what are we you know like, and, and he kind of gets himself into an alliance that he probably shouldn't have been in, or it could be like a, a Cochrane in South Pacific where everybody hates him because he's this nerdy guy who kind of knows everything, so. I guess you just kind of have to think about where she's going to end up there. So I think if she can manage to just kind of lay low, not say too much in those first few episodes, then, you know, she's somebody that could potentially, you know, if she's like, you get to the merge, then is anybody worrying about her? So her big thing is, can she get to the merge? And she's got to work out how to do that. Um, yeah, I, I think, like, I, I like your profiles, like, sweet and to the point. And I, I do like, the, what are your pet peeves? Knife lickers? <laughs> I didn't know that. Was a, <laughs> apparently that is. So, yeah, I, I, I kind of get that. But, you know, knife, knife lickers, generally, don't they get uh, punished enough because eventually they cut their own tongue? So, yeah, I, I'm not sure that needs to be anybody's pet peeve. But uh, anyway, yeah, I think she's probably, um, I think Shireen, that type of player, I think that's who she is. She's a she's a Shireen type. Um, and, um, you know, I think from what we've seen in Shireen and Survivor, it, again, it goes kind of one or two ways. You know, people either love her or people either hate her. Um, when I look around at these other people on the list, you know, I think she's she's got a shot of going a little way into this game, but you know, I'd probably be saying, you know, like kind of late, you know, late pre-merge boot, I guess. I um, I was looking at knife lickers and thinking, is that like um, you know, like a crocodile Dundee? How you got the knife or something like on your face, and you're all like, you know, hey, look at me, but we don't lick the knives. Um, I don't know what like are there parts of Auckland where they just walk around licking knives? Um, I mean, no. <laughs> you didn't take me to those parts, Nick. So clearly, um, I assume it's like you know, you're putting like peanut butter on your toast, and there's some left over, and you just lick the knife like that's What I was possibly that, yeah, that, that it's makes like sense. When you're eating like. 
potatoes with gravy and you like lick the gravy <laughs> off the knife. I, li- I like, yeah, short to the point here. What's your strategy? Don't get voted out first. After that, reassess. <laughs> uh, what did you do to prepare? Got fit and fat. Um, and how would you describe yourself, <laughs> bookish and sarcastic? Um, I, I mean, I, I hadn't read this part of her profile uh, until just now, actually. And funny, I, I, I kind of think I have to go with your viewpoint there on a Shireen. I, I initially put Sierra, as in Sierra Easton, just kind of on looks and kind of just on the other one I sort of read. But, um, yeah, I kind of think I need to be like, no, I, I agree with that Shireen. I like the Jatia one, though. That's a, that's a good one. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say... Pre-merge, pre-jury. Yeah, I think she's going to be an early sucker. Um, just because I feel people will take that as a threat. Um, sort of what you were saying, Nick, in terms of how, yeah, it either goes one of two ways. And sadly, that's my thought process on D. And um, we'll see how we go. Uh, all right, let's move on to our next contestant. We're going to meet... Uh, we're going to meet Barb. Hello, Barb. I just feel like saying hello to all these people. Uh, I'm sure they're, they're listening. Barbara Raos. She's 53. She does not look 53. She looks very good for her age. Hello, Barb. Uh, she's from Auckland, and she's a mother. And uh, she says her key attributes, uh, she's trustworthy, tenacious, practical, fun, calm under pressure, self-starter, and very good at reading people and situations. She says she's a threat because she has a lot of co- a lot of common sense and have lived a normal Kiwi outdoor life. I need you two to go over that for me. Uh, because I'm guessing a outdoor Kiwi life is different to an outdoor Australian life. Uh, and what makes her mad? She doesn't want to be the worst in the tribe and embarrass her kids by being the first to go home. Uh, Nick, Barb. I actually really like Barb. Um, I think that she's she reminds me of like a Dawn Meehan, you know, like I think she's going to be that mother of the group that everybody kind of looks to. And, you know, she's as long as she can keep it up physically, I think she could be around for a while. People won't see her as a big threat. Um, you know, I think she's somebody that that could go really well in this game. It's whether or not she, you know, it could be a Dawn or it could be like a um, a Janet from Amazon, you know, where she just hits the wall, you know, three, six days in and just that's it, you know. So it really just depends on kind of, you know, how she deals with things. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, I think she's she's got the goods to, to go far in this game. Um it's going to be interesting to see what happens with her. But um, if I was going to pick, I, I, you know, she's somebody that I think could be, you know, like around that final five and then and then kind of gets voted off because she's a threat to win the money right at the end. Um, so I definitely think she's she's kind of got the goods to make it. The other thing that's really interesting is that there's actually a number of people on this cast who are, you know, and I hate using that term older because it's, 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 she's, not the, she's not old, you know. And, you know, I think that there are a number of, of older people on the show that could gravitate together. And even the young people, there's not heaps and heaps of young people. Obviously, there's a few that are kind of like early 20s, but there's lots of people that are kind of like, you know, late 20s, 30, 40, you know, that kind of thing. So I, I don't feel like it's a really young cast where she'll stick out for being slightly older. So, yeah, I've got uh, uh, good vibes for her, I think. Before you chime in there, Perez, just really quickly, I uh, just want to say we just created a world first in Survivor podcasting. Somebody was compared to Janet from the Amazon. So, uh, there you go. Congratulations for making history there, Nick. Uh, Perez, over to you. Yeah, I agree. I, I think she seems quite nice. I like the vibe I get from her. I, <clears throat> I don't think that she'd win. Um I hope that socially she doesn't get put in the unwanted mother role. Um, I would hope that she would be a bit more like uh, Tina Wesson, 
Blood versus Water, Tina Wesson, then a Dawn. Um, yeah, I, I would like to see her do well. Um, just from like her interviews, I think she might be quite comfortable financially in life anyway, which might separate her a little bit from some of the other people. But I, I like the look of her. I've definitely got her as a juror, but I hope she does well. I um I yes yeah, Tina I've got ten, I've gotten three here for my comparison I've got a Tina T Bird Sari hybrid how's that for a combination of a Survivor player uh, and again please note that I'm just basing this purely off words and a picture so um that's kind of where I'm going but um yeah I, I like Barb she seems she seems good and I, I I've got her I'm I'm gonna say final three I don't think she'll win but uh, I think she can possibly make it to the end and maybe sadly get no votes. But again, I hope I'm wrong. Uh, but it wouldn't surprise me if she kind of went sort of what Nick was saying there, top five, I guess, top four. Um, just another couple of things here on Barb uh, in terms of why is she doing Survivor? She says, let's call it a midlife crisis. She's also a fan. Uh, she says an opportunity to do something challenging and outrageous was tempting and she wanted to show her children, her children a different version of their mum. That's usually something very scary to say to your kids, but in this time, I guess she can probably get away with it. Uh, and I like this. What did she do to prepare? She walked 55 kilometres a week, swam two kilometres four times a week, ate small plane meals, practised balancing by walking around a horse arena, of course, uh, attempted starting fires, cracked a few coconuts, voila, a Survivor contestant is made. Um, I'm still intrigued by her um, her line there of just lived a normal Kiwi outdoor life. What is a normal Kiwi outdoor life? Just either of you. I want to be like, like <laughs> being hanging off, out at know. the beach. I would suppose maybe like <laughs> playing patonk. I guess what? I don't know. What's patonk? <laughs> patonk, like patonk, where you like. <laughs> Great explanation. Like, I, I can picture it right now. <laughs> the rest, of, the rest of the world calls it bocce ball. I think. Oh, but right. Okay, there you go. There you go. Okay, but Tonk, what, what, what the hell? What Perez is not telling you. Perez is not telling you that we actually have a, a, a very secret tradition here in New Zealand where the first, the first uh, ten years of your life, we we literally throw you out the door and you've got to survive in the outdoors for ten years. And that's the normal Kiwi outdoor life, but. Uh, Hey, look, I think probably the big takeaway from talking about Barb is that, you know, Barb's got um, three kind of uh, late 20s, early 30s men, a bit hot under the collar here, Barb. So, you know, just feel free to give us a call at any time. It sounds like we're all, uh, you know, liking what we're seeing. <laughs> well, it says, it says she's a mother. It doesn't say she's married. So, yeah, exactly. Hook us up, Barb. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's going down. I'll, I'll come out there and be a typical outdoor New Zealander. Um, I saw a kiwi in a wildlife park. I know how to do deal with that. Um, it's probably a bad comparison. Um, yeah, that's Barb. I just uh, one thing I felt like I, I should really mention too. We haven't mentioned anything about tribes because there's nothing to do with tribes. Nick, I'm guessing you know what happens here, but you're not going to spoil us. But um, can you at least answer yes or no? Are there tribes on Survivor New Zealand? Oh, I'm not going to reveal anything. I'm not going to oh. tell you nothing. Wow. Okay then. Look at you being Mr. Secretive there. Um, oh, there we go. Um, let's move on to Nate. Hello, Nate. Uh, how you doing? Uh, Nathan Davis, otherwise known as. He is from uh, Dana Verke. Dan- Somebody please chime in here and tell me where he's from. Danny Verk. Danny Verk. 
Dan- Danny Verk. It sounds yeah. like a, a contestant in itself. Uh, where, where's that? Whereabouts? Where am I looking on a map of New Zealand for, for Danny Verk? Uh, it's about uh, four. Oh, how far away is it? Probably about an hour and a half south of where I am, right in the middle of nowhere. It's a hole. No offense, <laughs> Danny Verk people. It's true though. <laughs> wow. So, Shortland Street fans and Danny Verk people are really loving our show tonight. Um, I've just, I've, I've actually just opened it up. Only 5,260 people live there. So, how do we feel? I reckon he's going to become a, a cult hero here, Nate. I mean, he's from a very small town, it seems. So, uh, there you go. He's a, well, he's a so, senior so police sergeant. Everyone knows him, surely. So, what you're saying is more people applied to be on Survivor than live in, Va- in Danny Verk. So, that's, that's saying <laughs> something, isn't it? Danavirk. There is a girl, side note, there is a girl on Home and Away, or was on Home and Away quite recently, who is from Danavirk. No. Where? Who? Which girl? Jessica Jessica Grace Smith, I think her name is. Jessica Smith. Um, is this a recent... I haven't watched Home and Away about a year now, but um, is this a... I think she was on it about two years ago for a while. She was like a lead cast member. Jessica Smith? Is that her name? Yeah. All right, yeah. hang on. This is this. Is, oh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about Nate here, but I'm, I'm intrigued to see uh, which character she is. Oh yes. Um. Oh, Danny, Denny, not Danny, Denny. She she Kiwi from Danny Burke. There you go. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I I met her very briefly when I was auditioning for drama school, and she said that she was from Danny Burke, and I <laughs> being from Hawke's Bay as well. I was like, oh, I'm sorry, and she's like, oh, yeah, no. <laughs> so. She got killed off, didn't she? Didn't she die? I don't know. Spoiler alert. Uh, if you're Home and Away fans, you haven't caught up, um, there you go. The sport of- yeah, she did. She was killed off. Uh, all right. Oh, ha- hashtag rest in peace, Denny Miller from Home and Away. I'm liking I'm liking Denny. I want to move here to Denny Verk. This sounds like a happening town. Home and Away actors, Survivor contestants. Uh, Nate. Hello, Nate. I'm saying hello again. I've already said hello. He's a senior police sergeant. He's 45 from Danny Verk, the happening place of New Zealand. Um, he's strong emotionally. Still, why didn't you take me to Danny Verk, Nick? I mean, screw fucking Rotorua. Uh, he's still- you do not want to go to Danny Verk. I kind of do there now. nothing there. <laughs> I kind of do. <laughs> um, he's strong emotionally, still reasonably strong physically, and very strong mentally. I, I would assume he's strong then. Uh, why he thinks he's a threat, he worked on some core strength and fitness training, studied personality traits, and neuro-linguistic programming. Ooh la la. Uh, and what makes him mad? If you cross me or lie to me, I'll be extremely hard for me to respect you again. I, I feel like that needs to be said in like a Liam Neeson voice. If you cross me or lie to me, it will be extremely hard for me to respect you again. Um, who do we go with? Let's start with you, Perez. I, I lost who went first, but um, you Danny Verk lover. Uh, oh, I, I like the look of him. I think he seems all right. I think he'll be fine with the survival aspect. Physically, he'll, I think he could do well or be terrible. Um, he... He works, he's done like a little bit of work with like community theatre, he said in one of his videos, which probably makes him a bit insane. Um, He seems a little bit like the other older guy in the cast, Tony, except a bit more switched on than Tony appears. Um, I think think he'll do well. I've got him as a potential finalist, if not a leg juror. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not laughing at what you're saying. I'm just laughing. I'm reading the rest of his bio here. And I really have to change who I've compared him to. 
Um, he's lying to you. Why are you doing Survivor? It was my wife's idea to apply, but I had the final say, and those words were, yes, dear. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, you're mentioning about the music. This guy is... Is this the Debbie of Survivor New Zealand? He's a he's a father, a proud husband, a police officer. He likes making people laugh and was the lead in two plays. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Danny Burke is happening. You're like, it's the acting capital of New Zealand. What's? How can you say this is a whole, uh, Nick? <laughs> So I, I, I think um, trying to compare him to somebody, I, he strikes me as actually a bit of a Big Tom. That's who I think he is. Um, <laughs> I had him as well, Big Tom or Dez. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I think the thing um, about him is um, he is, everyone's going to love him. So he was, um, from what I can gather, he was also in um, some road safety um you know, TV ads that were national. So, like, he's he's a singer. He's not, you know, so he's he's somebody I think is going to keep people entertained. And I think that's something you forget on the show is that people get so goddamn bored that somebody like like Nate is probably going to be, you know, quite interesting. And you know, he's going to have stories, and people are going to want to hear about him. And he's a cop, and he's probably got some some stuff to tell him about that. So, I think he's definitely going to be like this this lovable guy that people are going to want to keep around. But at the same time, I think. He's going to snap if anybody ever like blindsides him, you know, and he's in an alliance and he gets blindsided and he's still there. I think if you if you want to get rid of this guy, you better blindside him straight away. Otherwise, it could cause you some problems because he doesn't strike me as the kind who's going to be going out and wheeling and dealing. He's going to make a solid alliance and stay in it. Um, so I think that that's probably going to box him into a corner at some point. So I think he's... Um, I think he's, he's another, like, early merge boot, you know? Like, I think... If the numbers don't go his way after the merge, I think he's gone pretty quick. Initially, I'd written him down here as Judd from Guatemala. Um, kind of, I don't know where I went that route. Uh, I like the Big Tom one, but I kind of, instead of Debbie, I think I went with Coach. Um, but, I mean, there's just, there's just so many different people he could be. Um, and I, I, I'm going to put him as a, as a jury member, I feel. I'm sorry, I'm just so intrigued here by Danny Virk. Can I just, I really want to quickly point this out because this is a town that's punching above its weight with so many famous people. We've already discovered home and away actors, survivor contestants. Let's also go through a couple of these other ones here. Joe Biaki Peterson, a former Premier of Queensland here in Australia, very well known politician. There seems to be every single All Black to have ever played New Zealand rugby seems to have come from here. Uh, there's a bunch of New Zealand test cricketers. But this is probably the greatest thing I'm ever going to say on any podcast, and I do not know why this has never been publicised more so than I'm about to give it right now. It is also the home of Sonny Wool, the psychic sheep of the 2011 Rugby World Cup. Now, what the hell? Who is Sonny Wool? (laughs) Have I missed something here? I have no idea. I've never heard of that, but that's hilarious. <laughs> Only in New Zealand could you have a psychic sheep. <laughs> oh God, we do it to ourselves. It's terrible. Oh, this is this is this is amazing. This is the greatest thing ever. I am moving to. D- I am moving to Danny Burke. This is it. I'm done. After this, screw Hobart. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to America. This is my new hometown. I want to become the mayor of Danny uh, after Nate, of course. Nate will be the mayor uh, before I will be. Um, calm down, Ben. Uh, all right, let's go to our next contestant. And let's say hello to, is it Avi? Avi? Um, how will I say that? I think it's, I think it's, I think it's Avi. Avi. 
the third Abby. one that I was going to go with. Of course it is. Uh, <laughs> Avi Ducker-Jones. He's 32, and he's from Wellington, the nation's capital. What a beautiful city Wellington is. I've never been there, but I've heard good things. Uh, youth expedition leader. Uh, his key attributes are he's adaptable, enthusiastic, and reckless. Why he's a threat? He's very well prepared to go into a group situation as a listener, leader, and facilitator. And what makes him mad? He's not great with snoring. Also, repetition as in conversation. Nick, uh, what's our take on Avi, 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 the, the guys that I just talked about? I like how you say he's from Wellington because it appears like he actually has never lived in New Zealand. Like, <laughs> it's kind of like they asked him when, you know, what to do to prepare. He's like, well, I just, I just, I'm everywhere all over the world. I've just come from Ireland. So, you know, like, basically the day before the show started, I turned up, you know, what did you do when you found out you're on Survivor? Oh, I was in New York at the time. It's like, do you actually live in New Zealand, dude? Like, you, you don't appear to actually ever be here, which is not a problem, but I'm not entirely sure you could say he was from Wellington. You've got to say he's from everywhere. Um, but um, I, I really like him. I think he's um, he looks like a pretty cool guy. I think the problem with him is that he could come across as a little bit kind of... Um, like fake i guess and people might not believe him um but he's somebody i can see getting to the finals and not winning um i think he's just that that kind of look about him that you know he he doesn't look trustworthy um you know he's got a good smile you know people are going to like him but then they're going to get backstabbed by him and not be happy about it at the end um so yeah i i think i think we've seen this guy because we're going to see him for quite a long time but um he's not my winner pick uh, okay, not your winner's pick. Uh, Perez, what are, you, what are your thoughts on uh, on Mr. Never from Wellington? I like him. He seems very intelligent and quite switched on. And from what I've seen, he seems to understand what the game is actually about. Um, the thing with him, though, I think how Nick, you were saying he could come across as fake. I think his how cultured and travelled he would be might make him an outsider because some New Zealanders, uh, just uh, the easy word would be are jealous of people that are like that and dismiss them straight away. But if he can get past that, I think he would be fine. He, I get sort of... Uh, Brian Heideck minus the smarmy sleaziness... That's what I expect from him, and he's my winner pick. Oh wow! Okay, um, yeah, that's that's big shoes to fill. You, you know, I'm going to analyze that one. Um, and I mean, look, if this is Brian Hardick 2.0, I'm definitely going to be a happy Danny Verk future resident. But um, yeah, I, I I didn't get the Hardick vibes. Um, so, but I, I I hope I'm wrong. I, I wrote here. I don't know why I wrote. I wrote across between Neil. What was he on Co Wrong and Mike Holloway? Um, that's a- no, no. <laughs> I'm reading words here. I, you know, come on. Um, but I love the fact that you said New Zealanders like to get jealous easily. Is that why you hate Australia? Because you you know we're better than you? Or oh, that's that's a mean thing to say. Uh, <laughs> silence on the other out, end. Two people hang up on me. You're out- Remember that. <laughs> um, what did, I like this. Yeah, what, kind of what you're saying there, Nick. In terms of, um, you know, does he ever be? 
in uh, in Wellington said, what did you do to prepare? Nothing. I didn't have time. I was leaning back-to-back trips in the months leading up to it. My last trip was in Ireland. I was teaching creative writing with National Geographic. Uh, so I guess I just ate a lot of lamb shanks and potatoes, as you do. Um, I just like the fact he just casually drops, yeah, I was teaching creative writing with National Geographic. Of course you were. That's kind of cool. Um, <laughs> doesn't everybody from Wellington just do that? <laughs> hey, National Well, reading that, he could be a little bit like, um, what, another Amazon contestant, Matthew, Crazy Matthew. He could hey, well, look, like that's him. a good one. I like that. That's a good comparison. Um, there you go. Okay, uh, second. I had Vetus. He gave me the Vetus vibe. Vetus. Okay. Wow. Very eclectic bunch of people there that we're comparing him to. Uh, I... potential hashtag, too. Hashtag Vetus vibes. Vetus vibes. Hey. Vetus vibes. Is that, is that a New Zealand thing? Do you guys like to have the tweets up on the screen and kind of, you know, the hashtags and things like that? Uh, not that I'm aware of, but uh, if anyone's going to start it, it's probably going to be Survivor. Okay. All right. <laughs> Why doesn't... Doesn't Shortland Street do it? Doesn't it have, like, hashtag tell me this isn't your penis? Like, wasn't that a thing that was trending? <laughs> Should be. Except when you take that, you get some really bad images. Yeah. So. <laughs> As they call them in New Zealand, duck pucks. Um, so <laughs> I had to say it. I had You're to say it. Uh, yeah, I've got him. What do I have him? Um, I'm going to say merge, uh, jury. Why not? Um, I'm not keeping track of where I'm putting these people, by the way. So if my jury is very full... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> There's like no pre-jury <laughs> people. Uh, all right, let's go on to our next contestant and let's everybody say a big hello to Shannon. Shannon O'Kewen, I want to say that last name might be. Uh, she is 24 years old from Christchurch, a zookeeper. That is got to be one of the coolest jobs in the world, a zookeeper. She's physically strong, trustworthy, and someone who doesn't require food to survive. Probably because she just eats all the animals' foods, maybe. I don't know. Uh, she's a good strategist. Uh, she'll be strong in challenges and is a walking encyclopedia. And what makes her mad? If I felt that someone was going to turn on me or if they were becoming too big of a threat. Um, I'm just going to put this out there. Uh, she might be a bit of a challenger to me in terms of the, uh, the pulling the heartstrings with Barb. Uh, I like Shannon. Uh, if she was from Danny Verk, I would propose to her right now on the show. Uh, but she's not. She's from Christchurch, which is, I guess, okay. Um, Perez, Shannon, I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> with everyone, Shannon is the one that I can't get a good read on. She could be great. She could be terrible. I think... What have I got written down? I think she's she seemed loud, but could rein it in. Um, I thought she sort sort of seemed a bit annoying, but was aware that she could be annoying. I don't, uh, I don't know if that um, the idea that she has of strategy. I don't know if it will linger once she's there playing. Um, I don't know. I can't get a read on her, so. I can't compare. I don't know where to place her. I I don't know with her. She's a big. Que- she's my question mark. Your question mark. Do you have anyone to compare her to at least? Come back to you. Come back to me. Come back to you, Nick. Uh, what are we, what are we feeling on uh, future Shannon Waterworth? I am. Um, I thought it'd be obvious who who she is like. I, I, I she's, hope- she's Cindy. 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 Oh, okay. That's definitely not who I've written, but sure. <laughs> 
So she's she's a zookeeper, so she's like Cindy. I think she's got that same kind of um, kind of like physicality. Um, you know, I think she's probably going to want to stick to a to an alliance. Um, you know, I kind of see her. You know, I think Cindy was pretty pretty intelligent, and she seems pretty intelligent as well. Um, I really like Shannon. I think she's um, going to be good TV. Um, I think she's not the kind to just sit back and let the game come to her. I think she's probably going to want to be a bit more active. And, um, I, you know, I really, you know, I've got a, a, a lot of good potential vibes coming from her. Um, she's somebody I think we could see right near the end, actually. So she might be another finalist for me, like somebody that's right there near the end of the show. Well, I've I've just looking through here, and um, I agree with everything that you were saying there, Nick. Because I just I just from the very brief bio I've got here, I just kind of feel like she can be one of these ones who slips under the radar, but is I guess a lot more uh, intelligent than people will give her credit for. I mean, she says here she's a huge fan of the show, so I think that will work to her advantage. But she's not going over the top and sort of selling it as a as a super fan. She's obviously very physically strong. It seems there. She seems like she would be a you know a fun person to be around, which always helps in terms of going around deep and not being overbearing uh and she also hates burping and let's be honest we all hate that um but i i'm gonna go out and leave i'm gonna say she's my winning pick she's my winner's pick so you officially know she's not gonna win but um <laughs> i'm gonna say that and um i've put her in my comparison to sierra dawn thomas that was uh kind of as soon as that I that was just who i was gonna say yeah, yeah. the yeah. photo just it just yeah. screamed sierra to me the photo um, so it's kind of like someone's gotten Sierra Dawn Thomas and added a bit of Kim Spradlin in there for the hair, perhaps. Um, but, uh, yeah, I like Shannon. I do. And, uh, that's nothing more case of the creepy Australian podcast host claiming that she's my future wife. Um, so I, um, I haven't changed at all, apparently, since, um, the, off the podium when I claimed every single athlete from around the world was my future wife. Now we're just doing it for Survivor contestants. Hello, Shannon, if you're listening, um, please don't send your boyfriend to bash me. Um, I, I hope he doesn't play for the All Blacks or anything like that. Um, I also, um... Like her, her line here, how does she describe herself? She's super enthusiastic, competitive, and a little bit gumby. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, we all are, deep down, aren't we all a bit gumby? Uh, there we go, Shannon. Best of luck. Good for you. Uh, right, let's move on to another... Look, I, I just, I'm just going to be careful with how I put, put words now, because I just really do come across as a creepy old <laughs> perv or something here right now. Uh, Lou! Hello, Lou! <laughs> Um, she's Louisa McClintock. That's a very posh-sounding name, actually. Um, but she's 19, a farmer from North Canterbury. To be specific here, Cheviot, uh, I think here is the uh, the place here that I'm looking. Uh, she's bubbly, friendly uh, person who would give the shirt off my back. If and I need it. I need it, Lou. Uh, just be careful, Ben. Shut up. Uh, she's very adventurous, outgoing. Nothing will ever stop her. Uh, she really doesn't like people clicking their bones, thinking they're right when they're wrong, not being loyal, and lying. Um, wow, okay. I've got to really watch what I say then. Um, and, yeah, I like Lou. I like Lou a lot. Nick, do you like Lou? Yeah, I've got good vibes about her, and I think this is, um, you know, a good example of what I was saying earlier about this cast is not what you'd expect because normally on a New Zealand reality TV show, you might expect the farmer to be some guy, you know, it would be, it would be a male. And I think they've been really smart here in finding this, you know, young, um, you know, female farmer who's, you know, pretty rough and ready and, you know, still cute and all that kind of stuff as well. So I think she's definitely somebody that the audience is going to gravitate towards. 
Um, really, really like what I'm getting from her. Um, Natalie Tenerelli vibes all over here, I think. Um, you know, somebody that I, I think that the audience is really going to like. Um, and I think she's going to do really well, too. Um, so is she a winner? I mean, that's really, that's a big call for somebody that's this young. It's not it's not usual that a jury would respect somebody that young, but this could be a bit of a, a different case. Um, yeah, I'm I'm tempted. Eh? I'm tempted to Do call it. her the winner, Do but uh, um, let's just let's just hold that for now. Let's just hold it for now. <laughs> see if anyone else comes up. But um, she's the one I'm liking at the moment. So we'll we'll see if anybody else comes up that bumps her out. But uh, we might just be penciling her in there for me. Yeah, I think physically she'll do quite well. Um, she seems like rough and ready, sort of down south girl. Um, I think she might do okay socially. Strategically, I don't know. She seems a bit. She seems very nice, and I like her and want to watch her. But she seems too young, and I think at best she'd be a Kelly Wigglesworth season one. Oh, at best. I'd like but that. But won't place that high. She won't place that high. I think she'll be a jury member, an early jury member. I'm going to say, yeah, jury, that's my tip. But um, I've written down here as a comparison uh, almost a, a Hannah or a, a Survivor Australia Christie, uh, possibly. No. 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 My opinions nah. clearly don't resonate too well amongst New Zealanders, it seems, <laughs> or anybody who's ever listened to any of my shows, let's be honest. Um... But uh, I thought she also came off as a um, a slightly less annoying version of Baylor, potentially. Oh, that's harsh. Baylor's yeah, not I, annoying. I, <laughs> a little bit, just a little bit. Oh. A lot. Hey, don't don't diss my girl Baylor. All right, her Dairy Queen is still melting and it's getting everywhere. Okay, <laughs> right. Don't put me in a sticky situation. <laughs> um, yeah, I. What else is she? She car- What did you do to prepare? She carried on with life as normal. If anything, she ate more because she was worried she was going to lose weight. Uh, she watched many episodes of Survivor to see things people were doing to keep themselves in the game. There you go. That's, that's a nice way of doing it. Uh, that's Lou, everybody. Thank you, Lou. Uh, all right. Let's now go to our next contestant and let's meet Lee. Lee Den Han, who is from Moto... Moto... Nick, where's, uh, where's he from? <laughs> he's, he's from Mochueca. Mochueca. There you go. Why isn't anybody from, like, Fakatane or, like, you know, anything cool, like, in terms of those names you taught me about, Nick? Uh, I mean, it's obviously, you know, Danny Burke's the coolest, but, you know, what, what, Fakatane Bay and Fakatiti and all those places you took me to? <laughs> you, still, you still can't get past Fakatiti, can you? You like that one. <laughs> Fakatiti <laughs> Bay, like, seriously, everyone needs to go there. It's a beautiful place. And it's it's a it's a fuckatiti awesome time when you go to fuckatiti bay. Like this is just such an Australian oh, thing, oh, isn't oh. it? How we love how you say you. It's like oh god, Ben, get over it. Like, okay, it sounds like fuck. Ha ah, ha. Move on. Well, Ben, I've got some homework for you. I want you to go and Google image uh, Mochueka once you get off the phone here because uh, Mochueka is a beautiful place as well. So you really need to go and check that out. This is uh, right at the top of the the South Island, um, in between in between kind of uh, Nelson and heading up around to. Golden Bay, kind of up around that area. It's in a really, really nice part of the world. So, um, you know, Lee's living the dream, really. He's, he's in a nice, a really nice part of the world. Just, so, just checked it out. Uh, it's quite nice. You, you're not wrong there. It's right up there with Danny Burke in terms of, you know, looks. It's nice. Oh, hey, I mean, it's no it's no Danny Burke, but uh, <laughs> let's not get too carried away. Hey, 
I mean, with Lee, I mean, <laughs> Lee's actually somebody that, I mean, he, I get total Fabio vibes off him. He just uh, appears to be here for a good time, and, you know, whatever happens, happens. Um, you know, so I don't think he's put a lot of thought into how this game's going to go, but um, we all know how that worked out for Fabio, so I wouldn't count this guy out by any means. Um, you know, if I'm going to pick... I, I, it, I know that I'm really stacked in that kind of merge area, but like he kind of again strikes me as somebody that's probably going to make the merge, um, and then his physicality might end up being what costs him this game. Um, yeah, I, I don't see him having a really strong strategy, but if he gets in an alliance that just kind of carries him all the way, you can see him winning the you know two or three immunities at the end, and you know boom, he's in that final you know final two or final three, wherever it ends up being, and um, you know he he could potentially win the game. So I definitely wouldn't count him out as a winner either. He seems nice. He's very outdoorsy. He's probably going to do okay socially and will do very well physically. Strategically, he seems like he'll be clueless. So he's the typical person on Survivor I can't stand. I hope he is the first one out, but he won't be. He'll. I think he'll make. He'll make the merge. I'm. I get sort of like woo vibes from him, <laughs> but. The first time we play, he's just he's just too kicked back and like, dude, man, let's cruise, which I don't <laughs> like at all. But yeah, he'll be a juror. He'll be around long enough to annoy me. So, Lee, boo. I've uh, her out first. I've officially ticked off my bucket list. Here, a New Zealander do a surfing accent. Um, there you go. Um, he's, I should mention he's 29, he's a canyoning guide, his key attributes, laid back, inquisitive, adventurous, why he's a threat, he's so chill, he could fly under the radar, his only game plan is to ride it like a wave, man, uh, <laughs> which, that's kind of a bit weird, uh, like on the rest of his thing here, uh, why are you doing Survivor? It sounded like a rad time, what did you do to prepare? Nothing, uh, what are your pet peeves? Snoring. People who snore. A lot of people don't like snoring on this season. Um, I wrote down Vince as my comparison to, to Lee, um, but I, I kind of like the Fabio vibes perhaps there. Um, yeah, I, I put him pre, pre-jury, pre pre-match. I think he's going to be an early boot, so I'll, I'll get your wish there going there, uh, Perez, for you. Um, Thank perhaps. you. Thank you. If I was on Survivor with him, I would be Colton and he would be my Bill. <laughs> oh goodness goodness me uh well we'll see how we go there you go lee canyoning guide um why not uh all right let's move on to Shayna shay tapasoa uh now this one's a bit close to nick's heart because she's from hamilton she's a business support coordinator 27 uh her key attributes she's always willing to work hard to achieve the end goal and have a lot of laughs and fun along the way why she's a threat well she's been doing boot camp for four days a week to get fit also she asked her father-in-law to teach him teach her how to start a fire and what makes her mad? Whiny people and buzz killers. There's nothing worse than when you're having a good time and someone kills your buzz. Now, Nick, I'm going to start with you just because she's from your hometown here. I'm so sad that she's mentioned nothing about the fact that Hamilton, of course, is the official global headquarters of the Rocky Horror Picture Show because that's where uh, your your beloved uh, Richard... Uh, is it Richard Curtis? No? Uh, what's his name? O'Brien. Richard O'Brien. Thank you. I've gone the wrong Richard. Um... <laughs> uh, is born so uh, give it, give us your vibes here on Shay hometown girl 
Yeah, well, I mean, I, I really, really hope she does well because it'd be awesome to have a, a Hamiltonian win this game, that's for sure. So, you know, I'm definitely going to be um, you know, cheering for her and, and hope she does really well. Um, I think she's going to get along with people um, and, you know, that that's going to make those those early days really easy. She's not somebody I think that's going to get targeted like right off the bat. So I think she's probably going to be okay in that regard. But I've got a bit of concern that a lot of her talk is about preparation for the survival element. And I I just don't know enough from what I'm reading here to get a, get a feel for what she's going to be like in terms of that social game. You know, is she going to be somebody that, you know, can play well socially and all that kind of stuff. So, um, I'm thinking like right around the merge, like maybe one or one vote before or one vote after. That's kind of the feeling I'm getting for her. Um, yeah, I'm just not sure what the social stuff is going to be like for her. Yeah, I agree. I think she was. She's not. I, I don't see her like gelling well with that many people with her vibe. I get. Um, she doesn't seem at all prepared for the strategical aspect of it. Um, I think her best shot at doing well is if she's bored and is just a number and gets carried along that way. Um, Game-wise, she's completely out of her depth, though. She's my first boot. Wow. She reminds me of Kathy. Kathy fans versus favourites. Kathy Slackman. Wow. Okay, yeah. that's an interesting one. Uh, I weirdly put, and I kind of quickly just jotted down a change to this one because, again, I didn't sort of read the extended bio. I initially put um, Survivor Australia, uh, uh, sorry, Australian Outback, Alicia, uh, Alicia Calloway, uh, which was a weird one. But then, I, I don't know, I like her quirkiness in her full bio and I kind of, I liken this to maybe to a Shireen or a Jatia or some sort of weird mix in between um, because why are you doing Survivor? I don't have glamorous dresses, so I had to pass on The Bachelor. Well, that and I'm married but more the dress thing plus I was due for an adventure um, and what did you do to prepare after a long day of failed attempts trying man vs wild tricks I just use a lighter I still have trust issues with Bear grills. Uh, and then what What her pet peeves as a teenager I oh no whining bu- people and buzz kills there's nothing worse than when you're having a good time and someone kills your buzz as a teenager I remember I stayed late at a friend's house didn't tell my parents and I got at you're in trouble text from my sister that was the worst <laughs> i like her I, I this is this is a hamilton thing right nick you guys are just awesome you know <laughs> totally totally i i often used to used to hang out late at my friend's house and get a text from my sister saying i was in trouble <laughs> often people in in hamilton get into trouble with their sisters a lot um yeah there you go good luck shay yeah, I, I think um, I, I, I'll put her in the jury. Why not? I didn't really mention where I put her, but hey, there we go. Uh, now, this one, look, I'm sorry. I have to be a complete Australian arsehole here and say uh, her name in a New Zealand accent because she's got the perfect New Zealand accent. It's Ozzy, um, otherwise known as Isabel Izzy Pearson. She is 30 from Auckland, an oil rig steward. Um, her key attribute, she can rise to a challenge and be quite competitive. She's inventive, uh, inventive. What's inventive, Ben? That's not a word. Uh, and can think creatively on the spot. Why she's a threat? Well, she's traveled the world alone and has been in situations where she didn't know where she was going to sleep for the night. And what makes her mad? Well, she doesn't mind the dirt spiders and not having comforts, but if people are fake, I find it hard to warm to them. Uh, where are we, what are we doing here with, uh, Izzy Perez? What, what's your thoughts? She seems nice. She seems... She's going to be probably... Just looking at her, she'll probably be the sort of uh, 
typical New Zealand television female character that the country doesn't like because she'll be a bit of a bimbo, I think. Um, I think she could be like Angie from the Philippines before people sort of wanted Angie. Oh, Angie pre-cookie comment is the vibe <laughs> I get from her. Pre-cookie Angie, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think she'll win. She she could be around but for a little bit, but I don't think she'll make much of an impact. She right. seems nice. Nook, yeah. Aussie, what's your take on Aussie, Nook? Yeah, I think um, probably the most telling thing about her is that, again, we, you know, we're talking about, you know, she's travelled the world, she's been in situations, you know, where she's had to do it rough. Um, but then it says to, you know, but if people are fake, I find it hard to warm to them. It's like, ooh, you might find Survivor a bit hard then um, because everybody's <laughs> going to be fake. That's the whole point of it. Um, you know, I think she... she I kind of get, like, the Chelsea feeling from her, you know. Like, I think she's... Um, probably going to be pretty competent i don't think she's going to completely hit the wall or anything but i just don't know that the rest of the tribe's going to see her to be all that useful so i think she's a, a pre-merger for me um yeah and, same yeah i and it's not for anything in particular it's not like i think oh you know she seems crazy or anything like that i just i don't think she seems like she would be an important asset that people would keep around well she describes herself as somebody who would see a dog with three legs I want to adopt him on the spot. That's nice. Uh, she, so, why not? She sometimes comes across as shy and quiet, but she also has a strong sense of who she is, uh, and she can think creatively on the spot. I think I mentioned that. Um, what did she do to prepare? Uh, not much, because I didn't think I would get on the show. Her fiancé fashioned up some chin-up bar, and she just hung there. Um, she's probably still there right now, just chilling. Um, and then... He, her fiance said, uh, he was telling me, okay, go, go, pull up, but I couldn't move an inch. It was hilarious. Sounds like a, a rort, you know, a rort, really. Uh, my close, closest family and friends wrote inspirational messages that she's going to take to the island when times get tough. There you go. Um, I've put a, I've likened her to Candace, Candace Cody, or Candace, whatever, um, you know. You know my thoughts yeah. on Candace. <laughs> I'm not going to get into that open thing, but there's nothing against Izzy. She seems nice, sure. Um, but yeah, I don't have high hopes for for her. I'm I'm thinking blood versus water, Candace early, early boot. Um, so she says that sometimes she comes across as shy and quiet, and I think culturally we look at girls that way as stuck up. So I think she'll get put as the princess, and that will be her. Dunzo. Dunzo. There you go. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Ozzy. Now, our next one, this is going to have no reference point to anybody on this episode because they're both New Zealanders and not Australian and also really don't know much about Australian rules football. Uh, We've got Brendan Vavola on the show, apparently, otherwise known as Jack. Uh, He's a 22-year-old banking consultant from Lower Hutt. Jack Thomas. Uh, Now, Lower Hutt here I'm seeing is in the Wellington region, so... uh, you know, just a, a happening place, it seems. Um, he's all about teamwork, getting the job done and chipping in until I get tired. He says he's a threat because he will try to let other people make the big decisions so that he doesn't get pinned for the big moves, but will try to do enough so that if I do make it to the end, I have a realistic shot at winning. And what makes him mad? This is the best line I think I've ever seen on a Survivor bio. People who hate Kanye West just because he is Kanye West. I feel you there, Jack. That's that's a pretty douchey thing to hate people for. Uh, Nick, uh, what are we doing with Kanye West, number one fan from New Zealand? <laughs> uh, this this is my kind of um, 
my my spirit animal when it comes to survivor this guy i think he is just like if i was on the show this is what i think i would be like um i i absolutely love this guy he is fantastic um just everything about him he's just he's so funny um i just love the thing about what did you do to prepare i tried jogging and it just quickly turned into walking i didn't see the point of just walking so i tried swimming the swimming was fun but i don't think it helped much i definitely didn't lose any weight it's like <laughs> this guy is just, he's an absolute classic he is so funny um, I just can't wait to see this guy on TV because he is just—he he just seems like so much fun. And you know, Jack, if you're listening to this, I definitely want to catch up and have a beer after this because you just seem like the kind of guy that is really fun to hang out with. Um, in terms of how he's going to do on the show, I mean, that's anybody's guess. I get the kind of Billy Garcia vibes with him, you know, which is probably not a great thing. But um, you know, I, 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 again, he's another guy. If he ends up on a tribe that wins the first few challenges and and can stay in the game for a little while. He's probably going to be okay, you know. Like, I, I th- he could be somebody that gets taken to him because people won't. They think they won't like him, but he's actually, you know, people kind of, you know, they love the fact, or they hate the fact that they do actually quite like the guy. Um, but if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna be forced into trying to choose a side, I'm probably going to pick pre-merge, and I'm hoping that that's going to be the kiss of death for you know, in, in reverse, and he's actually going to do really well. I just want to jump in here quickly before you say Perez because I've just realised there's more to this Kanye West quote. People hate Kanye West just because he's Kanye West. Leave him alone. <laughs> I want to see him do like a video. <laughs> Leave Kanye alone. And he also puts you pet peeves. If you think cats are better than dogs, we probably won't get along. And when people hate on me for not always getting veggies in my fried rice, sometimes I just like rice and meat. That is my spirit animal there because I am the same. Yeah. I order my Chinese food... And and I generally say no vegetables. And they always give me the same look. They're like, no vegetables? What's wrong with you? And I'm like, just give me my meat. Give me my noodles. Like, yeah. <laughs> this guy yeah. is awesome. This guy, this, guy is, this guy is one of us. There is absolutely no doubt about it. Jack, Jack, we are, we are, this is the thing. Perez, you're gonna, I hope you're going to join in the chorus here with this opinion. But uh, you're going to get a beer with Nick. I'm going to jump in a van with you. We're going to go to Danny Verk for the weekend. And we're going to chill with uh, Sonny Wall, the sheep, and it's going to predict shit because that's what you do in Danny Burke. I like him, and I would get a Big Mac with no lettuce with him. <laughs> I think he's cool. <clears throat> physically, he is fucked. He won't be able to keep up physically with them. But I'm hoping socially he will be nice enough that it won't really matter. Um, I think he might try and play dumb. I think he'll be a lot more intelligent than what he wants to let on. So I'm hoping he does well. He seems to have some sort of strategic awareness. Um, he's sort of... I hope he's not like a Zane because I think he could be like a Rob Sestranino crossed with Zane, except I hope he's not out early. And I don't know that he could get as far as Rob. Um I hope he gets to the jury. I've got him as a juror, but I like him. He seems very funny. Just, uh, I love him. This, I mean, he sounds like he could be a perfect podcast host, or maybe he is a podcast host, and this is why he's, like, going on. So this is, I feel, something I would say. Uh, why are you doing Survivor? It all comes down to being a fan of Survivor. I couldn't down, turn down the opportunity, and I've criticised too many contestant, contestants. I didn't mean to do that deliberately. To not give it a go myself and see where I stack up against them. The goal is to have fun, and I'm excited to take whatever comes from the experience. Winning would also be nice um and he also says get a few drinks in him and he'll try anything there you go um i've likened him to rodney just because i feel that rodney's like i think you described it well there nick when you said it's kind of 
look, you shouldn't. You feel like you shouldn't like him, but you just can't help but like him. Um, and <laughs> like, I fucking love Rodney. And if this guy's editing like Rodney, then yeah, this guy is just going to be the greatest thing to come out of New Zealand since the Pavlova. So um, yeah, I, I like Jack. I'm putting him as a as a jury member as well. But look, if he wins this season, um, you know. We're up there. We're doing well. Go, Jack. You go, son. Um, let's move on to Thomas Patterson. Tom. Uh, now, Tauranga, Tauranga, have I butchered that again? <laughs> Tauranga. Thank you. Uh, he's 26. He's a teacher. Uh, his key attributes is happy, inquisitive, and competitive. Why he's a threat? He's lucky to have been able to travel to a lot of remote areas for surfing and camping. I'm just going to jump in right now and say this is Survivor New Zealand's Aussie. Um, just straight away. Perez, uh, what's your take here on, on Tom? He's way too blasé to be an Aussie. He uh, seems really kicked back. Um, too kicked back. I think he would even be a follower as opposed to a leader, which is weird since he's a teacher. Um he has an, He seems to have like an idea of strategy. Um, I think at best he'll be an under the radar kind of maybe sort of guy. Um, he seems a bit awkward as well, and physically I think he'll be fine. He sort of reminds me of Nick Brown from the Australian Outback. That's the vibe I get from him. I don't think he'll be a big character, but oh, that's yeah, harsh. Nick Brown was a huge character. Around. Come on, not according to Keith. Or Deb. <laughs> the guy built furniture. Well, Amber got picked for All Stars and Nick wasn't considered. There you go. How about that? I mean, Amber was invisible. <laughs> this is like Survivor trash talk. Well, Amber got picked for All Stars. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone ever Sorry, had a trash Nick talk Brown conversation was... involving Nick Brown until now? No. <laughs> Um, Nick, uh, I'm sorry, I hadn't finished there. Apologies, Perez. (laughs) No, that's me, yeah. Jura, I'll say Jura. Done, Jura, okay. Uh, Nick, Tommy boy? Um, I find them hard to read. I guess, um, going back to one that Perez, I can't even remember, um, struggled with a little bit before. He's kind of my one here. I'm not entirely sure what to make of him. Um, you know, what vibe do I get from this guy? Um, yeah, it's 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 a hard one for me. Um, I think he's probably going to rate himself as somebody that is is going to do well, and I'm not sure that everybody might um, share that view. One thing I've got to say about Tom is, Tom, what the hell are you thinking with your wardrobe choices? If you go and look at that uh, that shot of the whole the whole tribe before they start, and he's wearing like a t shirt, well, sorry, a shirt. But it looks like he found it, like you know, the Salvation Army before he started. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, sorry, I just I, looked. <laughs> so, so maybe he's going for the island look before he even gets there. That he already looks homeless before he even starts. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I, I, I don't really know what vibe to get from this guy. Um, so you know, I, I think at the moment I'm kind of putting him pre-merge because I just don't really know what to think of him. Um, what I do like, though, is that he's... Um, I like when it's talked about what his strategy is and he kind of says, I've got a general idea on what I'm going to do, but it could change when I get out there. And that's what you want, somebody that is, 
you know, is pretty, you know, able to be flexible. He's also said that he looked at, you know, the, the US survivor to see if there was a common factor on how to win, and he didn't think there was one. So I think he's got the right idea that there isn't one way to win this game, so he's going to be pretty flexible. So, you know, I think if he gets in the right alliance from the beginning, he could be around for a while, but um, I, I don't have high hopes, and uh, I hope he proves me wrong, though. I like on his preparation, he says here, I ate everything. I tried to store some extra energy by packing on the pounds, but one week before flying out, I got a stomach virus and lost everything that I had gained. It wasn't pretty. Uh, and we didn't even touch on the fact that uh, Matt Chisholm had a... He got the shits before the first tribal council, apparently, uh, according to an interview he gave with the New Zealand Herald. So, um, yeah, apparently there's a, a common theme here. Everybody gets the shits uh, out there in Nicaragua. So, hopefully, Tom, that was that was cured before uh, it all it all happened there. Yeah, I, I, yeah Aussie vibes. I, I'm just going to put him as look, I, I don't know how full my jury is, but let's put him on there. Why not? Um, but I uh, just I, I like your reference here, Nick, of uh, the, um, the Salvation Army sort of picture there. I just I love the cast photo. How like everybody's so happy and smiling, and then there's Tony, who's just he's uh, <laughs> like, what am I doing here? Anyway, we'll get to Tony. He's he's our lucky last. Uh, all right, let's go. Three more to go here. Uh, we are now moving to the fantastic Georgia. Uh, Georgia is also known as Georgia Bergeson. She is from Palmerston North. She's a singer and a dancer. She's 26. She wants to play the game as it comes, forming strong alliances and give it everything that she has. She says she's a threat because she trained, went to boot camps, ran, exercised, ate less to shrink her stomach and prepare for the worst. And what makes her mad? Laziness, superficial and untrustworthy people. Nick, how is Georgia looking in your eyes? Laziness, superficial, and untrustworthy people. That sounds like a Survivor contestant to me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, to me, she looks like somebody that... Um, I think we talked a little bit about Shannon as being... No, was it Shannon or was it... No, no, sorry, it was Izzy that we talked about was, you know, potentially could come across as, as being somebody that the New Zealand public didn't like. I kind of get this with Georgia as well, that she might get made out to be the kind of quote-unquote annoying girl um, that we won't like and we all want to see get voted off. Um you know, I, I hope that's not the case for her. I hope that um, you know she brings something something different to the table. Um, so it'd be interesting to see. You know, I'm not entirely sure what I think of her, um, but I think it could go one or two ways. You know, she could be somebody that is um, in a strong alliance, but probably is not going to be calling the shots in that alliance, but is happy to kind of make up the numbers and kind of prepare to make a move when it, when she needs to. Or she could just find herself outside of that. I kind of get like that kind of Krista Clump type vibe to her. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I, am thinking probably pre-merge maybe. Yeah. I don't think she, she seemed to, in the video and stuff, she sort of seemed to be preparing for the survival aspect. Um, she didn't really touch on anything to sort of base an opinion of what her strategy would be like. Um, I thought she, she seems very young. But she's not the youngest, and she's sort of seemed a bit too positive as well. Uh, she sort of reminded me of uh, Natalie Tenerelli's uh, second chance campaign video, which I don't think bodes well for her. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I could see her being not particularly liked. Um, I think if she if she doesn't do well, she'll be like a Natalie Tenerelli, but early boot. If she does well, I think probably uh, Ashley from the same season of Redemption okay. Island. I think that could be her at her best, but I doubt it. I think she'll be a, a pre-merge. Yeah, I, I hope I'm wrong because she 
seems like nice, but yeah. I'm going to say the same. I think, uh, yeah, but I, I kind of likened her to Cook Island's poverty, um, sort of just there and attractive and kind of not really relevant to the game. Um, but, you know, I, I wanted to pre preempt that by saying Cook Island's poverty. Um, yeah. But, yeah, she's... She also says here, um, in terms of how does she prepare, research every aspect of the game, watch as many episodes as she could, um, and she wants to, I think we said that, didn't he, challenge herself physically. There's not a whole lot here on her bio to sort of go on with that. Um, I just, I just, I had to quickly look up Palmerston North, because I'm just like, oh, I've never heard of that before. Uh, and I love the fact that it's colloquially known as Palmy. Um, to us, a very that's another hole. <laughs> well, worse than Danny Bird. Quick to jump down the throat of poor old Palmy. Uh, I really could go a nice chicken Palmy right about now. Actually, now that I think about it, uh, in Danny Verk, that would be a, a heaven on a Friday night when we're recording this. Uh, there you go. Thanks, thanks, Georgia. Uh, pleasure, pleasure to meet you. All right, let's move into one of my favourites here, Hannah. I like Hannah. She seems awesome. She's a 27 year old kindergarten teacher from. Fongaray, did I get that correct? Fongaray. Oh, I got the I got the F sound right though. Come on, give me that. You did. Oh, there you, you go. Uh, she's a very alternative, kick-ass, powerlifting, sassy pin-up girl with pink hair. That's her words, not mine. Uh, she uh, lives by the motto of fit, healthy, and strong at any size. Beauty and strength come in all shapes and sizes. I want to prove to people you are not defined by a number. And what makes her mad? Not much gets her riled up, but body shaming and judging someone based on what someone has said or on appearance. She's one of my favourites going into this, and I just I just really like the look of her. She's definitely up there with Barb and Lou and, and Shannon. Come on over uh, here, Hannah. We can have a great old time in Tasmania. I'll take you to Mona. We can see the poo machine. Why not? And then we can catch a plane and go to Danny Burke because that sounds like a fun weekend. Perez, um, Hannah, just shut me up. I really need to shut up. I like her. Of all the girls, she's my favourite. Um, socially, I think she'll do okay. Physically, I think she'll do okay. Survival will probably be fine. Strategically, though, I don't think she'll be like a big... Uh, she won't be directing the strategy. I think she should be more of a support for the big players. So I think she'll be around for a while, hopefully. I hope she wins. I, I would like her to win. I think she'd be cool at the moment. Um, yeah, I, I think I think she could do well, I, and I hope she does. She sort of reminds me of... A, I, I'm hoping that she could be a bit like Shambo <laughs> in a prettier package. <laughs> Hey, that's not nice of Shambo. Come on. Her hair's beautiful. We love Shambo. She's a pretty package. (laughs) You reckon? Yeah. Each to their own. Okay, (laughs) good on you. A a little less... um, I hope she could be like a bit more game savvy than Shambo (laughs) as well. But yeah, that's the vibe I get from her. At worst, I think she'd be another sugar, but I doubt it. Oh, yeah, now you lost me. (laughs) Nick... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I really like Hannah, and um, I think one of the things is, you know, you know, like when you're reading the American bios and they ask them which player they're most like, you know, which pass player they're most like, and you always get that one who's like, I'm not like anybody, I'm a one of a kind, and you're like, oh, whatever, you know, you are like somebody, just pick somebody. But she, I think, actually is a one of a kind. I don't think we've ever seen a player like this on Survivor before, so that's really exciting. I think we've got something genuinely unique that we've never really seen this casting type before. 
And so I, you know, I'm really looking forward to seeing Hannah. I think she's going to be good fun. Um, so I, I think it's all about those first few days, whether or not she, um, you know, can kind of fit in and, and be, you know, part of the, the inner alliance, whether she's able to contribute in challenges and that kind of thing. That's going to be the big challenge for her. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really hoping that we're going to see big things from her and that she's going to go a long way in this game. So I'm, I'm hoping she's going to be right in that merge towards the end. I, I like this line here from her. It's interesting. Uh, what did you do to prepare? I also binge-watched so many Survivor episodes, it got to the point where I was freaking myself out, so I stopped. <laughs> so, yeah, that's an interesting way of looking at it. Um, she's, yeah, she she doesn't like being lied to. You get my back, then lie to me. <laughs> being lied to, I'll, I'll rephrase that. Being lied to. If you say you got my back and then lie to me, it's on. <laughs> so don't mess with Hannah. Um yeah, I, I like I've likened her to an Aubrey sort of. An, I've got Aubrey Flicker Courtney, as in Courtney Yates or Courtney from Panama, whichever one. Take your pick. Um, so yeah, I, I like your reference though, there, Nick. Though she's kind of not really like anyone, which is it's a it's a refreshing kind of going back to what I was saying about how I like the overall look of this cast. It's um. It's a nice change. So, uh, yeah, Hannah, we're going to be keeping an eye on you. We like you, Hannah. Uh, and now our final one here, and uh, maybe you might say we've saved the best to last because, as I said, you look at the cast photo. Everyone's happy to be there except for Tony Dean. He looks like he's lost. He doesn't look like he want to be there. <laughs> um, but just based on his bio, it kind of just seems like this is, I think, going to become a thing of hashtag Tony things. He's a 55-year-old former soldier from Gisborne. And if I'm looking at a map correctly, is that close to you, Perez? Is he the closest contestant to where you're from in Napier? No, Danny Burke's close. Like, Gisborne's about two hours away. Wow. Well, Danny, if Danny Burke's close to you, I've definitely got to come to visit you then. Jeez, you're really selling uh, <laughs> selling it there. Uh, his key attributes, he's a former infantry soldier, an instructor who has spent many years in the outdoors, including a few years up in the tropics. He's trained in the jungles of Malaysia, Brunei, Papua New Guinea, competed the combat survival course in Malaysia. What makes him mad? Blatant backstabbing. Uh, <laughs> Nick... What what can we say here about Tony? I mean, generally, you hear the word Tony in Survivor, you think of a bald-headed policeman who makes llama sounds. I look at this Tony, and I do not think of a bald-headed policeman who makes llama sounds. Well, what, what I'll say is this is huge, and we needed this. Um, and I think that um, he is totally our Rudy, and that's really cool. Um, and he even calls it out in his bio that he, he you know, Rudy is his favourite, his all-time favourite character, blah, blah, blah. But he's totally Rudy, and um, I think he's one of those characters that is just going to be so much fun to watch. You're gonna, you're just going to laugh at how seriously he takes everything. But if you actually read his bio, he knows what he's talking about. You know, like he's saying, the survivors a social, strategic game. No individual can win it on their own. It's about numbers. Forming alliances is critical. Um, you know, he's, you know, he's ready to work hard. Um, you know, I, I actually think he probably has more going on than, than we suspect. And I, I think he's probably just a bit staunch when it comes to taking photos. That's all it is. You know, he doesn't <laughs> want to actually smile at a photo. Um, but I, I think he's actually um, probably got a lot more going on than we realise. So, yeah, he's totally our Rudy. Um, I think he's going to be one of those characters that everybody like gravitates towards and is going to be talking about the morning after the, the TV show. I think he's just going to be one of those ones that's a bit of a, you know, like a soundbite machine. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's he's totally around to the end. I can totally see him being the last one gone before the finals, you know, just because he's too much of a threat um, to actually win the game. 
So yeah, I, I expect we're gonna uh, we're gonna enjoy what we see from Tony. I've I've written here. I've written Rudy slash Joe slash Des from Australian Survivor, but I, I kind of feel here that I might need to add Colton to that list based on this line here. I have worked hard my, my whole life and never asked for or relied on handouts. So I'm <laughs> just on that alone. That's that's Colton um, Perez. Uh, what's your take on Mr. Dean? You know, I think, Nick, you, the way you just described him, is everything you were saying about him is what I would put on Nate. I don't I don't see him doing that well. I think he'll be a Dez or a BB. He <laughs> seems like he could be nice, or he'll try to be the leader, but I don't think it would go very well. I think. Do you remember the guy, Horse, from Treasure Island? Yeah, I remember Horse. How could you forget Horse? Yeah, horse. What a great guy like, horse was. Yep, yep. Yeah, like a watered down version of that is what I got from him. I'd, I've got him as a pre-merge. I don't, I don't think he'll last. Sorry. I just want to back up here, horse. Like, was this a guy that was just incredibly large in certain areas? Why was he called horse? He was basically yeah. like the Rupert of our Treasure Island. Right. Except I this think is, I think he won once. I think oh, yeah, this spoiler. is this is actually a great story. He um he did win, um and he's called horse literally because he's hung like a horse. Like that is <laughs> that's not even a joke. He actually is, and not only that, he then went on to become a local councillor on his council. Um, like this is it's a crazy life story. Actually, it's it's really interesting if you look him up. I, I'm literally googling horse New Zealand treasure island. Um, I don't know what that is. Horse McLeod. I think his last name is McLeod, yeah. So, so I, I'm, I'm kind of intrigued about this whole hung like a horse thing. What does he do? Just whip it out one time on the island? I mean, kind of, how does he prove it? <laughs> Who knows? He looks like a porn star. He looks like um, Ron Jeremy. <laughs> so... Wow. Okay, let's get off horse. We're talking about Tony here. Um, yeah, look, I, I I think this guy's going to be great. I think, um, you know, get him and Jack on a tribe together, get them working together, and we've just got the greatest thing in television history. Um, it's kind of, I don't. I haven't really thought too much where he's going to go. I, I think I've got a final two. I don't have a final three, but um, I hope he goes far, but I think he's going to be an early, early boot, sadly, but um, I hope I'm wrong, because that was kind of like Dez on Australian Survivor, you know? We, we just loved looking at him and hearing from him, but he went out first, so it's kind of like, damn it. Um, so I hope there's more Rudy Borneo than Rudy All-Stars uh, when it comes to that. So um, there you go. There's Tony. We hope to see more from him, and uh, yeah, this is a fun cast. I, I, I'm kind of it's it's really amped me up in terms of the excitement for this show because um, it looks like we've got a fun bunch of people and um, yeah, you guys you guys have added the New Zealand element to this and uh, you know you've you've made me discover Danny Verk, uh, you've made me uh, discover Horse um, and yeah, this is this is crazy. Uh, Perez, I don't know if you've really got anything else to add here. I mean. Um, Obviously, you're looking forward to, to this because uh, we're only about a week away from this uh, kicking off on our screens. Well, at least your screens and, I guess, everybody else's uh, computer screens. Yeah, the 7th of May it starts, doesn't it? It does, I believe, yes, exactly. Which, uh, yeah. you know, New Zealand, I think, is, um, in terms of the time zones, you are the first country in the world to have any time because you are basically first before the international dateline. So, there you go. There you go. Oh, I'm I'm excited about it, especially now that uh, Nick, you said it, it looks good, because I was so concerned that it was going to be like a sporting competition, and the uh, 
physical survival aspect were going to be the top priorities. So I hope it's good. Fingers crossed. I hope it's all good. Nick, uh, do you have anything to add here before we uh, we close it all out? Well, I guess I was uh, penciling things in, so I do need to lock in a winner pick. So, I, you know, I'm uh, I'm going to go with Lou, which surprised me. That was not what I was expecting I was going to pick coming into this discussion. So, um, yeah, I'm picking Lou as my winner pick. If a 19-year-old female farmer wins this game, I'm, I am... Um, I'm I'm smart, so you know we'll we'll see what, we'll see what happens there. Now, now this this guy, I just kind of quickly say though, this could totally be your ploy of well, she's actually the first boot, but let's make people believe she's not because I've seen the episode. Uh, so, <laughs> well, I guess we'll I guess we'll find out in a few days' time. Um, but yeah, I mean, so that that's where I'm going there. Like, I think you know what I was saying is that this is a really cool cast it's you know there's so many ways this could go as well so you know i'm really really looking forward to the reaction that people get from the show um and i'm especially looking forward to the reaction of people that that haven't seen the show so you know really um casual you know you think you talk about the casual viewers of survivor in america well at least they've got 34 seasons to draw some opinions on whereas the casual viewers in new zealand have got nothing so it's going to be really interesting that these people who turn on this thing they've never ever seen before um and what they make of it it's it's anybody's guess Mm, and we are we are so intrigued to watch this and kind of see how it all goes and i guess the the unique thing if you if you are listening to us from australia at least we'll say is that um I, i think a few people have asked a question about is this airing on australian tv well, we have no news on that. From from what we gather, no, it's not uh, airing here in Australia. Uh, and I, I kind of get the vibe on uh, from the Australian perspective that the networks will only be interested in it if it's actually good and it does well. And it looks by the sounds of the first episode, what you're talking about, Nick, that it, it, it is good. So I'm hoping that it is something that gets picked up here. Uh, but if not, of course, you know, it, it will be made available online in certain avenues that I'm sure anybody listening outside New Zealand to this is no doubt uh, going out of their way to watch it. So uh, it's got a big fan base. It's got a big community out there, Survivor, and uh, obviously a lot of people are excited to see how this goes. And we're going to be covering it for you. We're excited. You've met the team. You've met the crew, myself, Perez, and Nick here. And we're going to have other special guests throughout it as well. I'm not always going to be here. It's always going to be potentially just New Zealanders talking to you. You're going to love those accents. But uh, we're going to have special guests throughout it. And we're, we're fingers crossed, we're, we're very much hoping that we're going to be also chatting to a lot of these cast members across the season with exit interviews. But stay tuned. We will be updating you on how that goes across the way. Uh, if you've got any opinions you want to add here on the cast of Survivor New Zealand, you can hit us up on Facebook, send us a message, leave a comment. You can send us an email, theoznetwork at hotmail.com. And, of course, you can tweet us and uh, let us know uh, what you thought of this episode. Any of the Survivor New Zealand contestants you're listening to this, uh, let us know your take on uh, our opinions. Uh, perhaps, you know, Tony, I don't know if he would know how to use the internet, but perhaps we'll find out. Um, sure, Lou, um, <laughs> you know you want. I want to hear from you. Same with, with Hannah, uh, Shannon, Barb. Um, you, you know, we're, we're all waiting for those messages. So uh, hit us up. And, of course, subscribe on iTunes, subscribe on Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcast, and you can leave us feedback, rate us, and everything else in between. I'm looking forward to covering this season with you guys. Perez, it's been a pleasure having you here on the show. Welcome to the Oznet. Network and uh, thank you for your company here on uh, on this episode. Kia ora, kia ora, kia ora. Thank you for having me. And uh, Nicholas, you know how I feel about you, my friend. I feel the same about you as I do about the beautiful city or slash town of Danny Burke. Thank you for joining us.
Oh well, I feel uh, in very high esteem then. Well, we will uh, we'll continue this bromantic love apparently across this season. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network, and we will speak to you next time wherever you shall hear our voice. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.